Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 27. We're coming to you from the Stude at 258 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I'm Mark. I run uh, 258. And he can't stop laughing. I don't know why. <laughs> and I'm Jim Reynolds, and I run the Stude here at 258 Productions, Inc. <laughs> okay, keep going. All right, Chuckles. Uh, we're here oh with... God. Yeah. We're here with uh, Bluegrass Band, Coal Town Rounders. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hello. Guys. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they played a couple of songs for us, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, just music in general and uh, the new album that they have out, uh, How It Used to Be, and a bunch of other good stuff. Uh, so first up on the site, uh, we have a Q&A with uh, comedian Ted Hebert, who won uh, the audience vote last week at uh, NEPA Scene's Got Talent. Uh, we have, uh, oh, the Scranton Zine Fest has a fundraiser this Thursday, uh, May 28th. And uh, there's some really great uh, comedians, musicians, and uh, poets on that event. Uh, wow, Mark, you haven't stopped me yet. This is fantastic. I think I can actually get through this segment within five minutes. Uh, the f- we have uh, photos and a little write-up on the uh, Fine Arts Fiesta and Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> I spoke too soon. You were talking about me. You interrupted me without yourself without <laughs> me saying a damn thing. You poked the bear. Yeah. I, I do that often. What are you, deflating a tire over there? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't want to be loud. <laughs> All I hear in the corner of my ears. <laughs> he's just trying to open it. And he's sitting there looking at cherry you going, Coke. Yeah. this guy. It's a cherry Coke. I'm just trying to open it dis- discreetly. What did you, like, There's run up the stairs with it? <laughs> no, just, that's why I like Coke. It has a lot of carbonation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Super carbonated. It's all right. I'm hopped up on Mountain Dew right now. <coughs> yeah, you walked that's the in official like drink a, of the Appalachian Mountain. The Appalachian right? Ma- Appalachian of the mountains mountain. themselves. Yeah, it's a very Appalachia drink. I heard. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's a lot of. There's a lot. I think 2020 did a, a spot on that one oh. time. Oh, okay. I'll take You're your word all on this that. Shit I, I'm not. You could. You can look at it. They. They. And they correlated Mountain Dew with lack of teeth. <laughs> I don't know if one led to the other, if it was just the mutual. What came first, the loss of teeth or Mountain Dew? <laughs> right. Okay. An Appalachian mountain range, at least. So I should really stop drinking Mountain Dew, is what just you're saying? Just brush your teeth after, Definitely. that's all. Okay. Thanks, don't, Jim. Don't stop. <laughs> that was our uh, health segment for the, for the show. Yeah, the, yeah, the Diane Sawyer of... <laughs> this is America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I, if I want to drink my teeth out, I can do that. Correct. And this is Memorial Day, too. So, really, I should do it in honor of uh, our veterans. I Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have a song premiere from Silhouette Lies, uh, The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. Uh, really, really cool song. These guys are kind of like a, a crossover between, uh, you know, metal and thrash and stuff. It's a, it's a really cool song, so check that out. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, MMA fighter, uh, Matt, the hammer Hamill, uh, no relation to Mark Hamill, unfortunately, uh, was at is at Lackawanna college on June 6th. Uh, he's going to be doing a talk on, uh, self-defense and anti-bullying because he's, uh, he's actually deaf. So, uh, and he's the only deaf fighter in the MMA that I'm aware of. Um, but, uh, he, they also had a movie made about him. So they're going to be screening the movie and then he's going to be doing a talk and stuff. So, uh, that's at Lackawanna college on June 6th. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's something different. 
And uh, and then finally, the uh, DRI show, uh, well, the ill-fated DRI show at the other side has been the the hot topic of the day. Um, there was a uh, the the band the th- uh, crossover thrash band DRI was going to play uh, at the other side in Wilkes-Barre, and then the show ended up getting pulled. So the band uh, went on the the Facebook event and started. Uh, you know, saying, you know, it wasn't our fault and the venue canceled on us. And it just, uh, at, at first, it didn't seem like it was really story worthy other than the fact that, the sh- you know, the show was canceled. But um, it just turned into this huge debate uh, more about the general music scene than the actual incident and whether the music scene around here is alive or dead, uh, you know, whether there's venues here that support the scene or not. And uh, it, it just blew up. And the, the the conversation is still going on. It's been two weeks since they canceled the show and it's still going on. So, uh, so we did a post about it and we reached out to, uh, the uh, manager of the other side and the promoter and, you know, talked to them about it and got their side of it because they didn't really get involved with the the general debate of it all. Um, so, you know, you can decide for yourself what you think of it. And uh, I'm sure we'll get about it, uh, get into it uh, next week uh, on the other side and the uh, at the end of the, uh, the last word, I'm sure we'll talk about it more because we're still getting inundated with, uh, you know, comments and thoughts about it. So I don't want to get into it uh, too much. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe it'll lead into, uh, you know, some conversation uh, this week with uh, Cold Town Rounders. So how are you guys? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Happy Memorial Day. Yeah. Thank, thanks so much. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. For, thanks for having us. Sure. <laughs> it's really NPR. I just NPR in here. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That sounded very NPR. Everybody kind of thinking. We're all nerds. We that's great. Basically, I bet if you turned all of our cars on, it would probably be on radios on eighty nine nine. It's the only station I've programmed <laughs> yeah, in. That's yeah. That's, that's the one. That's like one on my that's presets. Yeah. I don't think my presets. dial goes that low. No. <laughs> <laughs> you must have a newer car then. Yeah, it's yeah. an 08. Yeah. yeah. It's just that uh, Jimmy's always turned up to eleven. That's really yeah. Really it's weird. just that that knob that. You, you turn the channel down to a lower frequency. I don't think it goes lower than you don't 90. have the decimal places in your, yeah, in your car. You yeah. just you just snapped it right off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no point in to go into the tens of something, unless I'm on AM. I think that they there's no yeah. decimal points on. I don't AM. understand it's, AM no, radio. I don't either. I just know it doesn't <laughs> sound like FM. No, <coughs> there's ads for stuff on AM radio that I didn't even know existed. Hmm. Like. <sighs> different kinds of insurances i don't know i can't think of anything like it's like boy i never thought about that but it's like it's you know because am radio is not geared is towards. am radio like the dark web of radio kind of it's no like you have, you have no, the internet and then the dark web and then with radio, it's actually you know? like the most vanilla radio yeah it's like it's, it's sports, a lot of talk radio talk radio and then uh and then strange commercials. Well, that's why they take all the high end off of it so it's not offensive and then the low end so you can't be blasting bass around are you saying stuff or or or, or like making shit theory. up? It's just a theory of mine. You have traction. to stop saying these theories with as much conviction as we as you do, because people are like, "Yo, does do they really cut the high end and the low end off of AM radio?" Because Jimmy said it, so it yeah. must be true. I've seen all the gear that he has. <laughs> it's got, yeah, just it doesn't have any low end on it. <laughs> It's, it's, all a, it's AM radio. It's AM yeah. radio. Everything's calibrated for AM. Yeah. Here, which is great for like seven people. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and on AM radio, the, a lot of the commercials are said by the host of the radio program. Oh, right. I the, like that. Underwriting That's kind of how they do yeah. most podcasts, too. I like that. That's you know, they just, yeah. you just read off the commercials yeah. and talk about A lot of podcasts about. are sponsored by Squarespace, which is something about the internet. Mm. Wait, isn't that the... the they didn't, they didn't buy any ad space. I wouldn't say any more. <laughs> we need to find sponsors immediately. Mountain Dew. We, um, <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. It's very controversial because there's there's you're getting both sides. Um, we try to get a, a, a lady who were uh, next weekend. I don't know when this airs. When's this air? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tuesday. Uh, oh, so this weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, is the NEPA Bluegrass Festival in Tunkhannock. A little plug for that, and the 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 stewards that put it on—that's their name, not their title. Stewards. Yeah, <laughs> um, their son was in a band, and I think they got endorsements from Moon Pies. Wait, the the snack? The snack, uh, Moon Pies, and they would just send them free Moon Pies. I'll take that, Rich. And they would they would like you can have all the Moon Pies you want, just give them out at your shows. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, and I never really, I mean, that's a, an amazing endorsement. I would take I the shittiest, kind of awfulest right. food ever. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, here. Moon pies. <clears throat> the, it's old timey. Moon yeah. pies. What's the worst flavor of Tasty Cake? I'll take that. And I'll just, I would, I'd start a band just to throw that shit out in the audience. I would love to get a Tasty Cake endorsement. What would you cho- What, what would you go with? In a perfect world. Uh, Chris Matt? would go with the graham cracker crust with pudding on the inside vanilla pudding <laughs> it's it's a limited edition Wait, which one's that it's limited edition you haven't seen it yeah it's like my he white whale all. it's like wow. <laughs> two days in a row i've heard somebody say white whale wow <laughs> yeah and i thought the other day it was prophetic so wait it only comes around like it's, yeah i don't know why because it's the it's the best taste cake i've ever had um, it's, that doesn't make it, any sense. Is it a pie? Like, is it a cake? It's a pie. It's okay. a pie. It's like a pie a shell. Like a personal size or is it like a No, it's a personal size. pie. <laughs> it's pie? very personal. It's family yeah. size. Well, like, you know, like yeah. personal. When you get something by Antimans, that's like a family size. Oh, no, no. Family size. Tasty cake. They're, it's it's, it's like a single serving. I didn't you. know that. Yeah. Okay. yeah they're very, so it's a graham cracker It's a very crust. selfish pudding. product. Is there anything on top to hold the pudding in? Don't share. It's encased. It's a, you know, if you ever had a tasty cake pie, it's like... The whole thing it's is crust. Usually, like, yeah, the crust on the top, though, too, right? Yeah, there's like glazing okay. or something. Yeah, like but there's no right? glaze. Yeah. No, you writing this crust. down to go get one? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> They're awesome. They're gone. He got They're them. gone. They're like 10 for $10 at the grocery store. And I. Press that $10. I ate so many of them. I ate so many of them. They're bad for you. Yeah, but if they come in spurts like that. Yeah. Any anything is bad for you in too big of a quantity, but if, if you're pacing especially yourself, pie, maybe that's why they only let them out every once in a while because they're too good. Go nuts right, too good, yeah. They know it'll just kill millions. There's white like, like too much water people. is bad for you. Existence you know I mean? will so, cease yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds that sounds accurate. People yeah. stop going to yeah, work water. and just eating pies <laughs> all day. Not so good. I swear to God, I just got out of like the third dimension of what the hell just what happened. We're just talking about Sorry. how Jimmy's Jimmy's they have to self regulate. not even plugged in. And he's acting like- <laughs> they have to self regulate these cupcakes because they're that good. <laughs> they don't want people eating too many of them at once, so they have to like make it a special edition. So there's no other way. Man, to they're good. Overdo it. They have chocolate pie or chocolate pudding ones too. They're not as good. So the vanilla is better. That's yeah. I like the raspberry okay. crimpets and the tasty cakes. Sure, who doesn't? Yeah. These they'll change your whole mindset. Really? Yeah. 
So how'd you guys get together? <laughs> good, good transition. Whoa. Uh, the <laughs> um, let's see. I become I'm becoming very self aware of like getting off topic. Oh, okay. Yeah, and usually I was it's really me. good at it when I was Tur- turning a new leaf. Yeah. No, just for I'm gonna try. I'm trying something new. Okay. I want to. I want to actually learn something. Bring us in. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well. Um. A couple of guys that I went to high school with, um, uh, James Estes and Mike McGuigan and myself used to jam. Um, just play bluegrass tunes like at Mike's house. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but they are not on the couch right now with us. They have uh, <laughs> moved on to other things, but uh, they were charter members, and uh, we, you know, we played bluegrass together and uh, learned a bunch of tunes. And um, there was another good uh, Dane Bauer, who is like a theatrical guy. He's a good singer. I don't know if you guys know him. He was in one of those improv groups with Don. Not the one we had, was it? He was in one with those dudes at one point, but I don't think it was the same one. But uh, he he and I used to sing together a lot too. And uh, we all started playing. And um, a gal that Dane knew from college knew Jason, <coughs> knew he was a bass player. And I I don't know if I roofied him or uh, just I threatened <laughs> I roofied him. myself. Yeah, he roofied himself. He's yeah. like, yeah. Ah, if you don't know if you roofied somebody, to... that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might have. Taken I, I might have roofied everybody. Yeah. And just like you know, like in Princess Bride, when he like just poisoned himself. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like you know I didn't uh, I just uh... but anyways uh, that we started playing and uh, we learned a bunch of it was like kind of like. It just happened. I don't know. It was like a very automatic thing. Like, and we, uh, and then Matt was living in England at the time and he moved back and Matt and I were in a band together in high school and uh, it was not bluegrass. Um, What was it? It was like, like a hardcore band. (laughs) Yeah. It was like a mid to late nineties hardcore band. Yeah. Yeah. Sounded like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. So what were you doing in England? Well, living, working. What were you doing? Well, I was working for a newspaper publisher. In London or? Uh, Manchester, Northwest. You seem like that's not really exciting. Matt, if you'll know, if you know <laughs> Matt, that's about as excited as he <laughs> gets. Wow, that's pretty neat though. <laughs> so when he moved back, I was like, here's a mandolin. Learn how to play it. And he did. And, uh, and then we, uh, and then Mike left the band. Uh, what year was that? Like three years ago? Yeah, around there. And then Ian picked up a banjo. Like so, like so, our lead instrument players are not. That's not their first instrument. So that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Did yeah. you play anything before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guitar. Or- <clears throat> yeah. I- Played guitar from the time I was a little kid and upright bass and drums and stuff. Wow. You know, my dad was in bands and everything. So in the, in the area here? From him. Yeah. Back in the seventies. <laughs> but what bands? I don't remember the names of any of them at this point, but they were like covered. My dad was in bands as well too from the oh, same really? era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My boss yeah. was in bands in the seventies. Yeah. North Garfield Express. That's a pretty cool name. I never heard that. They showed me a picture. They all had mustaches and bell bottoms. Well, that was the yeah yeah yeah. 
He's still got a mustache, but he wears regular pants now. <laughs> Wait, North Garfield Express? Yeah. I'm assuming that's a street. North Garfield Avenue? Yeah. Westside. Express. That's a, yeah. trolley line or something? Could be. Yeah, that's probably Maybe. what it was. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Something like strangely sexual about it, too. Well, I think it's cool when you think of band names like that, that it has some kind of historical context. Yeah. That's how my dad, well, that's my what, dad's that's band That's what your band had. has. Your dad's band. Yeah. that my The band with my dad and his band from the 70s, 80s had- What was his band in the 70s, 80s? I forget the name. Blue Trolley Band. And there was yeah. one trolley that was blue that would go through Kaiser Valley. And my grandfather- Was there potholes on the trolley line? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it was gaps Kaiser. Rail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Railroad ties missing. Freewheeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like dudes from the railroad, like holding on like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Just in between <laughs> we got to fill the second yeah. track. <laughs> yeah. Trolley's coming. The, what was it? There, there was a trolley line around here that was electrified. And my grandfather and his friends as um, like a pastime, like it was like a, like a dare kind of what, thing. What, they shock be, themselves? Well, they'd jump from one leg of the track to another leg because in some places it was exposed like that. And you could actually like die yeah if you fell across it you short, that sounds you short fun. the track out that's why it was a big deal yeah, yeah meanwhile your head shoots off your shoulders now they have the the rail or the, the electrical line above they did that all yeah but there was there were a couple places that i think it was actually there were three rails wait what do they call that they call that the when like in like in new york city or something that's a third rail third or something rail, like yeah. That. yeah that they would jump over that well, you just hop from one to the other is like a dare yeah, I think because you, if you, you fell, could, you could then touch, you'd, bzz, you'd be an it's arc. Russian you'd be, roulette on a railroad. But if yeah. you touch, if you, if you like, like with electricity, you could touch one wire at a time. But if you touch both of them, you both go, of them, you get like if birds, the positive and negative. Yeah. 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 <coughs> okay, so you know, Winston Churchill had an uncontrollable urge to jump in front of trains. No, really? Yeah, he had like stay out of like train stations because he had like, it's like a thing. It's like, it's like a, a mental thing where you yeah, just want to jump, wanna jump, even though it front. would kill you. Yeah. You yeah, have, like you have weird, the urge. Like, like was he most, held back a few times, or I, I don't remember, but I know he had the urge. He wasn't like, oh my god, I want to end it all. He just like had this urge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He was tethered to his like chief of staff, who mm. wouldn't let him. I think Winston, Winston get yeah. back Churchill. here. He just had a penchant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys started off like hardcore. That that's so strange. Uh, yeah. What led to the transition? I love. Doc Watson. That's like my father. I grew up listening to it. And I, it was like always kind of in the background, but I was like, nah, it's stupid. And uh, I don't know. There's just something about it. It was always there. And uh, I don't know. It, uh, Mike, who was the uh, our old banjo player, like loved bluegrass and like he was just contagious. I couldn't get away from it, hanging out with him. And I just fell in love with it. It's It's real. It's true, you know? Like someone asked me one time, what's the difference between bluegrass and country? And it's like, when they say in a bluegrass song, you like believe it, you know, like like they're actually sad or they're, you know, all the stuff they talk about. And it's like country music. Yeah, but it's not like this cliched like people. Right. Yeah, when when you say it's like, oh, true. how do you write a country song? Like everybody can say that. But you like think when country comes- has been um, like too commercialized? Is that what that means? Maybe. Do, do you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, it's so at one formula. point, country music was like that, but then I don't know. I think was, probably yeah, in the same era, like yeah. bluegrass. It was probably a similar kind of music, but it's not anymore yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, bluegrass in its purest form is only about ten years older than rock and roll. You know. Interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, what's the? 
I'm ignorant. I just downloaded all the Second Coming stuff and told you about the Sponge Show I went yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it tanks. Live long. Um, what's the what's the 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 history of bluegrass? Uh, well, Bill Monroe is credited as the the father of bluegrass music, and uh, he and his brother Charlie Monroe uh, started recording stuff in the 40s 30s or 40s yeah i think so he used to he used to play with a lot of uh um like old uh blues guys like in the south like you know like you know those old black dudes and he took a lot of their i mean that's that's what you do if you want to invent a new genre of music you steal it from Sure, you make it your own. Guys, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's where all rock came yeah, from. You don't yeah, need yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he was like pretty progressive uh, back in those old days, and um, it he he I he said you know like it was Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys because it's from Kentucky, which is the bluegrass state, and that's how it got the name. And he 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 just named it that because it was from Kentucky. It was like real matter of fact. He was just like a real. It wasn't like it was just real literal, and uh, <laughs> and he was like he started it all, and a, a lot of the big names that came after him, like you know Flatt and Scruggs and uh, the Osborne Brothers, and like all a lot of those early bluegrass acts, all got their start working in his band. Um, like yeah, and, like anybody who came out of that band was, you know, a huge. Well, I mean relatively huge success in bluegrass <laughs> music uh, throughout the 60s and 70s. And, and then the 80s, it got a little weird. Um, we, we, everything did. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it all trickled down. Like, it got... Everything like, did. Yeah. Like, if you... <laughs> Jazz in the 80s? Oh, yeah, God. It's gross. Jesus, yeah. no. <laughs> like, uh, everything except for Monster Ballads, you know? Like, wow. <laughs> they were good all whole way through. But like it got like real like in the sixties and seventies it was like real. It was almost like they were hearkening back to that, that first uh, those like Tony Rice and uh, Peter Rowan and uh, Doyle Lawson and all those dudes had this like awesome band like up until like the early eighties, and then it got a little like smooth and like it started to get a little overproduced. Yeah, too. overproduced. Like they saw it as like commercially viable and tried to like. Like country music in general got like real polished, polished, you know, they took those like the, the backwoods charm, I guess, wore off and they like slicked it up. And I think it's, I think today it's, it's like a lot of those bands that are like not bluegrass, but they're like that, those like gigantic folk bands, like epic folk, like, uh, like the <coughs> Avid Brothers or Mumford and Sons. And they kind of like. They're kind of like knocking the polish off it, maybe a little too much, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 kind of weird to watch this particular mu- genre of music, like how it ebbs and flows with the culture. Or- yeah, but it seems like it always goes back to like yeah. So does everything though. Every- yeah, that's how like, culture is. Things have like, a look, resurgence. Like look at like like just food. Like in the 1800s, you know, if you wanted something to eat, you grew it or you killed it, and then <laughs> and then like you know all this like. In Very the 50s, literal. like all the white bread and all the processed sugar. And now 50 years later, it's like, that's the most disgusting thing. You want to eat whole foods and vegan. Farm to table. Yeah, all that kind of right. stuff. So it's just like anything else, you know. Just well, we were like strange. Like when you when you were living in England, 
like sh- white sugar to them is like the devil's. You know, that's what I found. We like, went to Ireland and they the don't allow, allow high fructose yeah, corn pretty much. syrup. It's like all the even like sodas being a big soda drinker. I know that was the first thing I noticed. Yeah, I, I found Mountain Dew. It looked like like you ever see when somebody throws like a yellow highlighter in water. Like that was the color of it. <laughs> I never have, but I could imagine what it would be like. Yeah, it was pretty. It was it pretty like sick. It, was t- it looked like it was radioactive. Back. That's what it looked like. It looked like it came out of an episode of The Simpsons. Yes. But then I never knew like the white sugar to them was like. Yeah. yeah. It's you not good touch for it. Yeah. It's out of my realm of experience. I don't really usually eat that food, so I never got dirty looks. Oh, you're, <laughs> having, you're having that? <laughs> uh, all right, America. I got the kind of, and I was surprised like they would put like eggs on the shelf and not in the fridge. Like, you don't you have to, to refrigerate yeah, eggs. Yeah, you don't have to refrigerate eggs, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Because we're all like. You don't have to refrigerate ketchup either. I know. I like Doesn't it go bad though once you butter. open it though? I don't right? know. But you don't have to refrigerate it. I thought you did. No, hot dog Johnny's. I thought, I thought it was dairy. Yeah, but I thought like once you open something, then you introduce toxins or bacteria. Toxins. Ketchup is toxic, anyways. You know, <laughs> isn't that one of your vegetables? It's only, yeah, it's one of the ketchup and tomato soup, my two <laughs> veggies. You know, Jimmy's never eaten a salad ever, ever. Mm. Wait, don't. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> not my like, style. Like, be a holdout. Like that could yeah. be your thing. You it know? really is. That's been the, uh, thus far. Can we try one day to? No. no. Okay. Good talk. <laughs> like that would be a cool thing. Like people would talk about. Like not God forbid, but like at your, at your funeral. He lived to be this man. Hundred years old. Never ate a salad. <laughs> never ate a salad in his life. So don't. You made it this far. Then I could be like start a revolution for a lot of people that they don't have to eat salads. Like when you're a little kid and somebody's forcing you. Well, people have lived to 175, never ate a salad. You're drinking Coca Cola. You have a Coca Cola T-shirt on. Yeah, have a mountain. You look yeah. all right. Yeah. I mean, you have your. Let me see your teeth. Yeah. I never had a, a cavity. Smile. Knock on wood. Yeah. And I um, never had braces. Yeah. A friend of mine has never seen our band play, and he's like, "You know, I've never." I was like, "Don't." <laughs> like, let's see how long we could go you know you're like, probably the one person who's not like begging their friends you gotta come see my band all the time yeah cause I don't know if they want to they can right yeah if they don't want to they it's like the total to. opposite of like what like everyone I mean, is trying to do well I mean everybody else I kind of like I'll put it on Facebook I won't I'm not going to, I'm not that much of a weirdo, but like that dude, I don't want him ever to come see us play. The one person you're like, yeah. no. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. Cause it's like a pretty good, like a pretty good run. Did a walrus just have a bellyache? What the hell was that sound? Well, Tom's out in the warehouse working on something. Close enough. <laughs> wait, so, wait. <laughs> so wait, um, so did you, did, so I, how, okay, so how was the the festival over the weekend? I don't awesome. know where to, I don't know where the hell to go. Awesome, we played at um, the Duck Creek Log Jam in Logan, Ohio, which is hosted by the Hawking River String Band, who are awesome. They're the nicest dudes. They, I had such I didn't want to leave. I had such a good time. It's in the middle. Of, there's no cell phone service there, which is excellent. It's nothing. It's Zilch. A, it's a clock and a camera. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a flashlight. So wait, um, so you guys play every day? We played on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played on Saturday. But we got there Friday because we wanted to hang out. And I'm glad we did. We had such a good time. I did anyways. I can't speak for it. I think everybody, you guys had a good time. Right? Had a good time. I did, yeah. Ian had the flu mm-hmm. over the weekend. So he did not join us. But uh, uh, Doug Cherry Holmes from 
the Hawking River String Band filled in on the banjo. So a lot of our time was getting him up to speed on our tunes. Um, it was a pretty loose set, but I had a great time and we met some awesome people and it was uh, it was so much fun. We, we camped out. A lot of festivals we do, we camp out. I slept, I slept in a hammock. I have a hammock that I sleep you in. You were telling me. You were yeah. like, this, all you need is two trees. That's it. Two trees. And sometimes you can't find that. So you have to like, we, our campsite <laughs> was dictated on the, the placement of trees. <laughs> so, which worked out because it was a nice shady spot. It was yeah, right down by, there by the Duck Creek. Duck, by the Duck Creek. When there were still kids. Like we camped in the family area because, you know, when it's time to go to bed. I like it kind of quiet. I don't like, <laughs> you know, some people want to be radical all the way till the sun comes up and that's fine. Um, but if you're trying to sleep, it's not, it's not that cool. Remember that festival we did? We did a festival for, uh, it was like a hippie festival and there was like, someone was playing like techno music out of their car. What? Oh. It was so, I, I, <laughs> I, I was, it, it was like noise pollution, really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did it that long to give you an idea <laughs> of how, like, and I couldn't, I, like, I couldn't even think. I couldn't even figure out how to get out of my sleeping bag to get out of the tent to go tell them to shut it off because it was like, I guess that's what the appeal is for techno music. I have nothing against it, but like not when you're trying to sleep in the field. And our set was at like 10 o'clock in the morning. It was very weird. And we played it like, we were not. We didn't fit in that place. We all wore suits. We all wore suits. Like gospel music. yeah, yeah. We played gospel music because it was like Sunday morning at ten o'clock. So I was like, all right, it's the bluegrass gospel wake up hour. Like, uh, <laughs> and all the techno guys are like, this is bullshit. Yeah, they're they're up still from the night before. Um, no one try. Like everyone was trying to sell us drugs, but until we had the suits on. Wait, no was, one tried to sell us yeah, drugs like, when they had people, suits on. It was like a real nonchalant way. They would walk by and be like, "What did they say?" Like, whatever they had. Whatever yeah. the yeah, I had to ask. I didn't mushrooms. Know what, yeah, mushrooms, shoes, rolls. Like, and so I'd be like, "Are you trying to sell me drugs?" And just, like, just like beeline away from me. Um, but uh, but yeah, when we put the suits on, no one asked us any questions. <laughs> They, they like matching suits. Yeah, it was like we became homeless people and they just ignored us. <laughs> they just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that was like we I don't like playing those kind of fe- like we were I felt like we were filling a quota so they could put on the poster that they had bluegrass. Like every, <laughs> we were the only band that didn't have a keyboard. But how do you but how do you know like when you like so how do you so number one, like how do you get booked for these gigs? And then number like, do you vet them or you're just like, no nah, man, we'll play it. It, it was it was like when we first started off. I used to do the booking, so I'd say yes to everything. Yeah. I we would probably like birthday parties and like that festival. <laughs> oh, Kaylee and, Seven. Like, yeah, sure. You are yeah, you know, I just you know, I'd like me, please. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh so I, mean, I had this I had to like the guys were like, We can't do this anymore. Like, I can't play these like stupid you know it's a drug festival at that yeah point. yeah so i want like i want i didn't like it either but uh <laughs> but, but, and, and that festival like they were it was like in our contract that we had to be like at large at night so they they, they wanted the feel of like a bluegrass festival where there was like campfire jam so they just sent us around to different people's campfires wait the one the one where you guys wore suits yeah but we didn't wear the suits at night we only wore the suits on stage yeah but this is the same festival mm-hmm. where it was like 
Molly. It was a drug festival. It was yeah. A drug, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People like, there was music there, but it was mostly about the drugs. Yeah, it was. So weird. wait, they booked you. They booked. They booked you to play a Sunday morning gig. Uh huh. But at the same time, so at large means you must now go in, wander and, around, and, and do and jams meet with and, the people. Yeah, people like they didn't want us around. <laughs> <laughs> And I was so nervous that we were like going to get in trouble. Like, I had never really been in a band before. Like, I, like I thought this is what you did. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I felt like yeah. I was fleeced. Um, so, uh, we just—it felt like we were more of a sideshow, like an attraction, rather than yeah. you know, we were. Yeah, it was just, it was, wasn't that great. Like, oh, look at the bluegrass guy. Oh, yeah. isn't that cute? <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, here they're, that come, your they're coming over to our site. festival. I think that so, was one yeah. of our few. So yeah. how did that? How did you get back into doing more festivals again, and not be not like have a bad taste in your mouth about it? It was. It was. There was. There was like different flavors of festivals. Like okay. that, we pretty much only do bluegrass festivals now. At this point, yeah, yeah, Rather which than is a fine. Multi- yeah, oh, I mean, we I mean, we yeah. played the the Susquehanna Breakdown, which was a little bit of everything, and this okay. Duck Creek was a little bit of everything, but it was. It was more in the same feel of of, mm-hmm. of bluegrass. It was put on by a string band. It was intentional. This right. one was like I think it was put together by someone who just like had a bunch of drugs to sell. Yeah, had, <laughs> had, had to dump their truckload of Molly. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you get rid of this all? Uh, There's a field over we'll there. We'll throw on a show. Yeah, but the, we did meet a cool band um, from like down near Philly, and the, their set it was awesome. They played all Frank Zappa tunes. And we were like the wow. only ones who knew what was going on. There. I, was like, I was like, how do you weirdos not know about this? Yeah. Like, how- yeah. They're playing stuff off apostrophe and overnight sensation. Yeah, like I knew every word. And like they were like, looking, I was like, what? And I like, you know. Oh, these are great originals, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they like played it really well. Like that stuff's real hard. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know why we're talking about that festival in particular, but that was probably the weirdest one. And that same like promotion company did a festival that was like in a hotel <laughs> Days in. banquet room. <laughs> oh, that one. It was like Conference. in, where was that? In uh, Lancaster. Time? Not Lancaster. Well, do you Is remember the Mad the Mad Max one, the indoor one? Whoa, oh my Post-apocalyptic god! Post-apocalyptic yeah. rodeo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was. It, yeah, it, it was, was in like a, a rodeo wait, that's arena. Amazing. Yeah, it was, and they, it that was, was the last one we did because I kept talking about how like and we again we wore suits, and because I was like my my intention was like we don't belong here. Let's, Let's really look not. like we don't belong. <laughs> yeah, here. <it's> really not <laughs> belong. You know? So it was in this indoor rodeo arena, and there was like people camped out. So it was amazingly dusty. It was so and dusty. Dark. It, was, it was so yeah, dark. It was, it was real. It was like the middle of the day. It was it was super Blackness, dark in there. Dust and laser beams. Inside. It was so many laser beams and uh, this sounds awesome. No, it was really really sad. <laughs> it was, no, it, we was, I thought it was awesome. Long. It was yeah. really cool in as much as it was really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was like yeah, and I kept saying how this is what it, I, over the microphone like this is probably what it's going to look like after the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> like all the tents, laser beams. Everyone has a beard. Um, you know. People are smell bad, smell bad, and <laughs> gets dusty. After and they the never hired us yeah, back. No vegetation, yeah. So um, were they like those unappreciative bastards? They, no, I, you know what? I, I had a good. They actually, were not bad. They were appreciative. They what were we playing? Oh, yeah. yeah. saying that there. we were unappreciative. Oh, we were unappreciative. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get nervous and I say strange things, but uh, no, it was like they were they were kind of into it. But again, I just it was a weird setting. For, we weren't there for very long. We yeah. got we were like we made a wrong turn, so we got there like no, ten. It was an accident. We got stuck in traffic. Oh, wasn't that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 
So we were stuck in traffic. We got there maybe 10 minutes before we were supposed to play. Then we played and we like hung around for another 10 minutes and like, Oh, that, that was the one I thought where we walked up, played, and while we were walking off the stage, the guy handed me the check, and then we walked out the back Basically, door. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <In> the car. <laughs> and, like, usually I like yeah. to hang out. Like, you know, just, <laughs> that one was just, it was like a... So this was like the Thunderdome gig? It yeah, was it was like Thunderdome. Thunderdome. That yeah, might have definitely. been enough. Because, I, I mean, the more it yeah. gets over-explained, you know, the right. less yeah, interesting like, it gets. When I see, yeah. like, a, like, a, like, a crazy person downtown or something like that, like, oh, man, I want to know his story. I don't. <laughs> right. I just yeah. want to just just it, imagine it's it. take away. It's yeah, definitely gonna right. Take away. Whatever you imagine in your head yeah. is going to be way more interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like the book versus the movie. Sure, the movie's always way better. What I I, I, I couldn't agree with you. I read nothing. I don't have to read anything. <laughs> There's no so, words. So two mice are uh, in a in a movie theater and they're both chewing on the the film uh, and the projector. And they said uh, one mouse looks at the other one and says, "This is pretty good," and the other mouse says. The book was better. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's the safest joke anybody's ever told on this. Yeah, I got That's, more. It makes I, so I'll, much I'll, sense. That's <laughs> true. NPR humor. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, good joke. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting a little, NPR is getting a little Ra- racy. Little, yeah. They are. They're taking more chances now. Yeah. You know, yeah, a lot of nudes on there. <laughs> They just, they just now broadcasting naked from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, aww. I try to, I, like, I go. Clothes so aren't in the budget anymore. That's why. <laughs> Clothes aren't in the budget anymore. No, not anymore. I try to guess who, like, um, I try to guess who the anchor. I'm not really good at the correspondence, but I can guess people's voices from NPR Washington. This is, I can guess Jack Spear, Audie Cornish. Uh, who's. In the morning, um, Renee Montaigne. <laughs> yeah, but we're not. I, I was trying to. Yeah. Do you have the trading cards too? Soraya Hardy Nelson. <laughs> yes, yeah, Soraya Hardy Nelson. Yeah. Uh, um, Who's the one from Draca? I don't know. I like uh, so, so Sophia Pajoli from. She's the Rome correspondent. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's got like a. She's. I could just. I. I, one time I like looked up what they look like and it was not, it was different than what I thought. You don't want to know. It always says. Yeah. It always. <laughs> yeah. When you talk to somebody on the phone for a lot of times and you like, you have no visual relationship with them and you see them, you're like, whoa. <laughs> like really like, yeah. it's yeah. just like startling. Yeah. You really. Email people and their email signatures like real, like we, we, like my friend Bobby, like we started playing, he used to run this bar out in Eagles Mirror and he would, you know, talent booker, Robert Kelchner, da, 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 da. And I meet him and he's like, what 21 yeah. <laughs> like, hi i'm bobby i'm like whoa whoa wait where's your dad where's robert <laughs> we've been dealing with robert <laughs> but he's a, he's a great dude and he like is uh he plays guitar and he sits in with us and he's like we love to jam with him and he's cool yeah bobby robert <laughs> funny but i already knew what you guys look like so sorry it seems in those situations you're either underwhelmed or overwhelmed yeah like when I when I was a little kid, when I Ray found out what Garrison Keillor looked like, it like I it like <laughs> it was so different than what I thought. Right. I thought he like I pictured him looking like my seventh grade science teacher, Mr. Roop. Sure. Yeah. Wait, where did you I picture him oh, looking like a Maine yeah, sailor? 
Yeah, he's got like a pea coat. Sailor, he's got a pea coat <laughs> on. He's smoking a pipe. Here's a killer. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he's so much different than I he's thought. He's got a winter's worth of beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, boy, he's great though. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> I'm just watching you reflect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I love Garrison Keillor, George Graham too. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's so nothing awesome. like I expected. Yeah. And he's awesome too. He's hilarious. Yes. But like with no inflection on it. <laughs> yeah. Like he, we recorded a thing for, for the Susquehanna breakdown and like we did a tune and he, he was, he was messing around with the auto tune. So I like, I'm singing like, he's I think was, messing around with yeah. the auto tune. Yeah. He's messing around with the auto tune. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking like, like a, like a really somber version of like an old standard. The Wayfaring Stranger is like real, like it's like a dirgy kind of thing. And it's like, He's messing with the auto tune. I was, it was like the, it was like I told him, it was like, this is like a bucket list thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always wanted to get auto tune and I always wanted to like hang out with George Graham and it's like a twofer. <laughs> and I never thought either one would happen. Well, don't we have it's the particularly board here? together? Jim, what's that? Don't we? The, the board that, yeah, the board in there that we're going through right now, I purchased off of my friend who owns a studio and he got it right from WVIA. Oh, that, wow. Been many a polka and. Awesome. They're, they're, George Graham through that. They're, I think it's their lighting rig mm-hmm. is from American Bandstand. No, no way. way. Their old lighting way. rig. Yeah. That they use right now? Like in the in the studio. In the not TV in the studio. In the TV studio. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. like where they do the. Uh... Like the pledge drives? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's wild, wow. isn't it? Yeah. Is it something you can see when you're watching or is that something up in the raft? It's thing? like in the, it's in like the back room. It's humongous. You ever see like the lighting thing at like the cultural center? Yeah, like the, it's, it's all like, it's all the switches are like. Yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah, yeah, it looks you're like you're switching a power grid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's from American Bandstand. American Bandstand. Yeah, wow. they're very proud of that. That's I've been pretty there. awesome. I've, I did not know that. Yeah, I think anyone who's ever showed me around there has told me that. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And this is the one right down on three fifteen. Oh yeah. Yeah, when they turn the lights off, like a Boca and Piston just like flutter for a moment. And they get and a little bit brighter. The runway yeah. at the airport, like. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the <laughs> runway gets, the runway get just, gets just a little bit just, brighter. It just shimmers and just goes like. Yeah. Yeah, they have to time the landings and, uh, and the. <laughs> to, to not correspond on the pledge show. drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no planes can land while they're trying to raise money. Yeah, we have a web yeah. pledge coming in. Don't land now. Yeah, that's a, they kind of hold the, the airport hostage. There's like, a holding pattern just for. For yeah, for the, yeah. the donation drives. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's over. Let's hand. Yeah, oh, angel member. <laughs> That's right. the angel another member. angel member. <laughs> so you always had an appreciation for bluegrass, but did the rest of you guys? Uh, was that something that you uh, discovered right away, or was it something later? Uh, no, I didn't really like bluegrass until I started playing with these guys. I, I really hadn't been exposed to it very much. Uh, I came from more listening to jazz and 90s rock. Um, Do so you have a band called Second Coming? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have Sponge. never heard of them. No. <laughs> that should be like, you should try to like get them on the podcast. I would, I seriously, like, I, I don't have. You think they ever would? I don't think they're doing much. <laughs> You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm sure one of them is like the guitar player sitting home going like, we just made 14 bucks on iTunes. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy in Nepa PA? Um, iTunes takes 30%. We just made $10 on iTunes. Who is this guy? <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Do you really want me to track down Second Coming? Why not? 
I love those guys, man. I was the guy. So we were talking about Tinks earlier when they played that show we with talked Sponge. Only about Tinks earlier. Yeah, I know. Um, oh no, what was it? The lead singer of Sponge. I think his name's Vinny. Of course it is. I think. <laughs> I was I was rip roaring. That's, 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 a, like that's a, a real good like you're listening to the rock station. This is Vinny from Sponge. <laughs> Say a prayer for me. Yeah. Um motorcycle jacket. Yeah. But I was Somebody I was dropped them off. No shirt. I was the girl at the bar going like you were like <laughs> I was that girl. Yeah. It was bad. He threw his underwear were, at them after, after Oh, I was like I get starstruck. I get starstruck. Like if Eddie Vedder walked in, I'd be like, "What's up, man?" But like the lead singer from Sponge, I'm like, "Dude, (laughs) no, you would." If Eddie Vedder walked by, you would faint. I, you know what I think? I think I'd play it so cool that I'd like I'd lose the idea. You think you would, but if it actually happened, I've had friends Mm -hmm. that met famous people and they're like that have gone to several concerts. And they've thought about what they would say if they actually met the person, and they actually met the person, but when they actually met them what they intended to say was n- not even anywhere remotely what's a for instance my friend met dave matthews at a hard rock cafe and he, he which one orlando him. i'm not sure which <laughs> one. They, tampa maybe they went to um my my friend has gone to like last the time only one i've ever been i to. heard him counting was over 80 some dave matthews shows jesus so he was at a hotel and there was a hard rock built yes. in the hotel. And you committed a crime. It's man. like, even if you go downtown, when he comes to town, <laughs> pick up trash at the concert. meet some famous people because most of them park at the Radisson. You can see their tour buses out there. So if you mm. hang around long enough, they'll trickle down. And, but anyway, so he never met Dave before. I have, there's a picture of them together. It's, it's Dave Matthews in the middle and my friend and his brother. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just kind of like a spur of the moment thing. Like he just came out of the hotel and met them. And so, Going to eighty some shows, he's had a lot of time to think about what he would say if he met him. And when I he actually met him, it, there, about it. he he was just they, he made a joke him, about his gut or something. My friend's gut. Dave Matthews did no, like um, my friend made a, a joke about his own gut to Dave Matthews. He's like, and Dave's just like, huh? oh hey, I'm fat. Yeah, it was like my wife says I have a gut, and, and Dave's like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you just say to that? You know what I'm I mean? And just like walked away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who does that? I don't know. Somebody that's hey, big fan. My wife hey. says I'm fat. Like I'm oh, saying, okay. you, you would you walk by Eddie Vedder. You know who knows what you would say. I I met Greg Brady. I start at, talking about at the, whoa yeah. at the wall downtown. Yes, I remember <gasps> that. I wait the CD store. Yeah, mm-hmm. the wall. Yeah. What was he doing there? He was a book signing. Yeah. No. And shit. I just happened to be there, and I you didn't even care. You weren't oh, even like searching them out. No, but I love the Brady Bunch. Right. Barry Williams. Right. I, I I freaked out. I was like 18 or 19. And uh, I, I, he told me to calm down. Like, did you do this? I waited. That, like only dogs can hear like the, <laughs> no, I, I was yelling when I was talking to him. <laughs> um, it was outside the Steamtown mall. And like I, I saw a poster and I was like, I looked at like, he's going to be here in like, they had to have minutes. the Steamtown mall police come and quiet. It no, down. he just got out of a limo. It was just him. And, and I was like, I I couldn't I couldn't keep it together. Like I, I I thought I was like a cool dude at 19 years old, and I Greg Brady just I would couldn't believe it. What did you do? That's a weird celebrity to lose it over. Yeah, I just I was like I I'm a I'm like I'm a huge fan. And I'm yelling. <laughs> He's like, calm down, kid. <laughs> 
shook his hand. And I think I might have said, oh, wow, your hands are so big. I, I, <laughs> it was so weird. It was so weird. Oh, my. Yeah. I saw Jackson Brown on the street one time, too. That's cool. Yeah. And I, and I, I was like, so like, like walking. I was like, I think, I'm like, I think that's Jackson Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown? And I, and I just looked at him. I said, Jackson Brown. He's like, yeah. I was like, you are awesome. <laughs> he's like, thanks, man. And he just kept going. And then I'm like, it's just like, it, like it hit me. Like, I just talked, to, you know. <laughs> was it running on empty? Yeah. Was that his tune? Yeah. Yeah, running on empty. Doctor yeah. My Eyes. Yeah. I, it was in Forest Gump. That's all I care about, you know? It's yeah. Like he was running through the pond. <clears throat> and he, he, sometimes you couldn't tell where heaven stopped and earth began. And Jackson Brown is playing in the background. I don't remember that part. When he's running, watch the part again. where he runs. Yeah, and run on empty. Running, you know and running. Yeah, that was the when he ran back and forth yeah. from cross country to cross country, right? Yeah, I just turned around and started running again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> such a good movie. My dad did that. Remember when? Uh, do you remember this when um, Michael Jackson was hanging out with Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, mm-hmm. we were at Universal Studio. Yeah, it was Universal Studios. And like all over the news in the Orlando, because we went there for vacation, like a family vacation. Did you go to the Hard Rock Cafe? No. Thank God. It was, yeah, it was universal. So we, as I soon as we did. get into the park, Michael Jackson walks by and Macaulay Culkin and my dad, who's been like you this. By you guys? Both of you? Oh, yeah. Half the distance between you and I right now. Your Michael dad's Jackson a big uh, Home Alone fan? My dad, shit. <laughs> I've never seen my dad. My dad fangirled like big. He was like, oh my God. Like that, and he ran he over like, Macaulay or over Michael. Michael, okay. And I was there, like, I'm God. I must have been twelve or thirteen. You know, like right with those yeah. formative years where right. you're like, fuck everything. You want to be cool, yeah. And my dad like lost his shit, which made me kind of like, I don't know, make up for whatever shit he lost. So you were like, super embarrassed. I just did this. I was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, but it's like now I'd be fool. like, do you regret shit, that? That is Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never get that moment back. I'll never get a take two on that. No. Especially now. Do you remember, but I'll when, never do you remember, my do you remember when he died and they played? I was in LA. They played. A nightmare. Uh, That's one of those things you, you know where you were at when you heard he it. He died on my sister's birthday. Do you know oh. who else died that day? Who cares? Farrah Fawcett. No kidding. Yes. Oh. Uh, then I do care. She died in the morning and Michael died in the afternoon because in the morning it was like, oh my God, Farrah Fawcett died. And by the it afternoon like, it was like, Farrah who? I think John Ritter died on the same day as Johnny Cash. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And I think it was, it was like, it was overshadowed. Which is a shame because they're it both is. like brilliant people. Yeah. yeah. But Weird. I'll just, I just they played so bad for Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. And, and like she died some sort of weird cancer, like. Yeah, she beat it, and then something. she came yeah. back. Yeah, then, but then they, they they like, like they were, it was like it was sad. Yeah, yeah. And then what a babe! She totally. Yeah, she was the formative babe of like anybody that grew up in the seventies and yeah. early eighties. Yeah. And then Michael was just doing enough. He's the king of pop. Drugs to, yeah, but they were giving pops. him so much shit. Where it was like. I don't know. It's the same stuff you put people under for surgery. Right. But they, I don't know. They said he what was What a ride, healthy. though. What His ride. autopsy, they said he was in great shape. Who's they? The doctors that did the autopsy. <coughs> Were they chimps? The doctors. 
Yeah, the petty <laughs> hair. Oh, that's a whole Dr. other Bubbles. conspiracy. That's Bubbles. a whole other episode. All no, the, all the animals that will in his never house. happen. Conducted the autopsy. The Michael Jackson one. Well, it, there's a whole bunch of stars. No, no. Are you just saying this or no? There's a this? there's a thing out there that there's star whackers. <laughs> there's people out there killing. What's the no? I'm I'm serious. What's that guy? Star he fled whackers. To, he fled. <laughs> they're killing stars in Hollywood. Who? There's a group oh, of not people. In space. There's one of them fled to um, Canada. They tried to make him look like he was crazy. Do you remember who it was? If he if they go under the name Star Whackers, no, that's you what they can't take that's them what seriously. No, that's what they've called. Them. Can you they've imagine the bad guys in GI Joe being you know, saying whackers? There's a, there's an, yeah, I think even Cobra would frown upon that. <laughs> there's a group of people. Yeah, out even there, there they're just yeah. like, that's too much look, for look us. It, We're sorry. Yeah. Look it up. What was it? World domination is cool. Was it William Shatner? William Shatner never fled alive. to Canada. So somebody like somebody somebody fled to Canada, and it was a lot of people flee to no, Canada. No, but he was. They it's tried to healthcare. kill him, and he fled to Canada and hasn't come back because they tried. Is it like trophy hunting? And I don't know, but they try to. <laughs> Canada's not one of those the most dangerous like game kind of stuff. To financially, to kill a human, but even more to kill a famous human, like a right. beloved human. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a point system? I don't know how it would. What's Shatner worth? You think? A lot of points. Well, wait. What's the point system? Dollars. He's probably like, dollars. Like, you know, no, like if Johnny Depp's like ten points, is Russell Crowe like eight? Weird, weird uh, benchmarks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I went there. Yeah. I was thinking like who would who would be scandalous to off Randy Quaid? Oh yeah, he's, he's Randy all kinds Quaid's of insane. Yeah. That's what they tell you when these no, people try to he's leave. He's insane. Do you see his sex tape? Yes, that's a real thing. I swear that's. that's Oh, I never heard about this. It just came out. It's self-released. Yeah, it's just recently too. So I'm just. I'm not going to say anything else. Just just look it up and look up Star Whackers. It was pretty gross. There's there's a list of people. Don't look up the Randy Quaid sex tape. No, please (laughs) don't. Stay away from that one. Die. I like to. I like to look at. I like to look at something on the other side of the spectrum. So bluegrass, rent, which is yeah, on the boy. other side of the spectrum, right? You know, uh, you were talking about it. Yes. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, that was about all I had to say. <laughs> yeah. What about this guy here? I wasn't exposed to it too much until maybe high school. I, I remember hearing it, listening to it a little bit, but I didn't really play play the music too much until I started playing with these guys. So my dad always had like a pretty good country record collection though when I was a kid. So that was my only experience, really. Matt, fairly similar for me. It was one of those things that you always knew was there, but I didn't really listen to it until Chris kind of told me to listen to it just by <laughs> screaming it in my face in a room. That's so the kind of music that it kind of gets in your soul, and you can't it's, yeah. you can't really walk away from it. Nope. He's for a very me. influential guy, then. Yeah, yeah. I told Matt, you, you better be bald, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if you don't wear a, the same kind of shirt as me to the thing. <laughs> well, he's wearing plaid now, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about starting a cult, but then I got this band together, and it's just really the cult thing is kind of taking a Backseat. back burner. Yeah. But uh, yeah, eventually. Eventually, yeah. I've been, you know, whenever kids go on sale, I buy them up in all kinds of sizes. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. So you, how, about I, how about I liked your your 
cult thing where you made this face like this real disappointed like eventually <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm here under false pretense <laughs> they told I me about told this cult. would be a cult yeah. <laughs> we've been playing this music for years yeah. <laughs> when are we going with the comment <laughs> yeah. 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 first rehearsal I had a sweatsuit on and everything <laughs> we- <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I haven't even gotten to see the kids yeah. <laughs> See, that's the whole thing about the cult. It's like, it's you can't just come out and say, all right, guys, we're a cult. You have to, like, gain the trust of the people, you know? Like, how else do you get people to drink poison Kool-Aid, you know? In sweatpants, wearing kids. Yeah. yeah. We, White <laughs> we, sweatpants. A, a buddy of mine from high school runs uh, an art gallery in, like, southern New Jersey, and he booked us for, like, a Halloween party, and I was like, we have to have a costume, like a theme costume. So Ian and I are... <laughs> Like we were, we kind of like took it upon ourselves to be like the the costume department. So we, and this is the only time, well, let me back that up. The first time we ever played on Halloween, we dressed up like a heavy metal band. Which was incidentally our first gig as a bluegrass band. Oh no, the first one, yeah, it was Halloween. We dressed up like the old brother we're at that we wore fake beards and overalls, which I'll never wear a fake beard again because it's just, it's like putting it like, it's like. Putting a cat in your mouth. It tickled you too much. It's awful. Yeah, it sucks. Tickled. It just you can't breathe. Oh, you feel real close. Yeah, like it like sucks up. Like it's it's like the cat's eye. Yeah, Stephen King movie. I don't know what that is. But oh, you never saw where the cats start sucking. No, people suck like their souls out of them. Yeah, like cats do that anyway. No. Yeah, but then we for but for the purpose of this, but Ian and I was like. We're like, all right, well, let's go to Walmart. Let's get cheap costumes, and we're looking around. It's like, nah, this is stupid. This is stupid. So we're like. In the in the men's section, and we see these they had any color sweatsuit you could think of. So we all yeah, we got crew neck, yeah, crew neck sweatshirt, the and elastic, like, elastic pants at the bottom. Like, like sometimes Walmart clothes try to be like cool and trendy, and the other ones are just like no, these are, these are yeah. gonna be worn by people who don't leave the house. So we're yeah. just putting them out there. So we bought it's like the color of these walls, like this maroon, yeah, yeah, red wine kind of color, chilled wine. Chilled wine. Candy. Is that the color? Candy. My yeah. friend painted his room one time when we were in high school, and it was this color, and the color name was chilled wine. I think he painted the ceiling, <laughs> While you're too. at Walmart, like real... how about picking me up a pair of chilled wine sweatpants? So we, we, got, we, got, we got sweatsuits, and we're like all the same. Headbands. He, yeah, white headbands, maroon T-shirts, and then maroon crew neck sweatshirts, <laughs> and then sweatpants. And like we showed up and like wearing these like at this art gallery in New Jersey. Wow. And uh, people were like very confused. Like, what, <laughs> what What? are you? And my answer was, we're, we're athletic. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were, he was telling people that we were a sports cult because <laughs> of the headbands. Yeah. And we all, it was like, I don't know why, but you put on a sweatsuit and you just want to do calisthenics. Yeah, so we, we, <laughs> we were doing lunges and push-ups. We have all that more real estate inside your pants to stretch a little bit. It was amazing. You get, yeah. you get restricted when you're like, wearing blue jeans. jeans are a little, you know, limiting. Right. Sweatsuits? Bell bottoms even more so, I heard. Yeah, sure. That's why I think people drifted away from bell bottoms. Yeah, well, I think if that's you, why. Too much to deal with down there. Yeah. 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 I'm sure, you know, just like everything else, they'll be back. Pappy from Cabinet wore bell bottoms at the Susquehanna Breakdown. Like, pretty decent sized bell bottoms. Yeah, they were wild. And they look great on them. He alone is going to bring them back. He might be, yeah, yeah. 
I'm okay with that coming they back. They made a resurgence know. in the 90s for a while. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Girls wore... Definitely. Uh, I think they called them flares. Flares, yeah. Flares. Yeah. I, did, I don't have the physique for when it. I was I'll in never high do school. They're slimming. Mm-mm. They were they extreme are. bell bottoms, though. <laughs> they you are. Remember those? Yeah. They were like... The, the the where the foot comes out some some of them were like two feet wide yeah it like my high school had stairs in it and they had to like outlaw those because kids were just falling, falling them damn stairs yeah, all the time. On each other's yeah yeah it was bad it was rough dude you can you can bake bread in a boot but it still looks like bread baked in a boot but I don't know what that means wow hmm. when I was like you're like they're slimming yeah like a friend of mine in New York he's like, like if you, a big if you guy, wrapped he... me in shoelaces it would it would look like a fat guy wrapped in shoelaces but it's slimming. <laughs> That's how tight they are, I think. Well, no, remember, like, our friend Sean lives in New York, and he's a pretty big guy, and he, he wears, like, the tightest skinny jeans I've ever seen, which makes him look even bigger on top. He's all torso, though. He's, he's all like torso. Dumpty. And, but he was wearing bell bottoms. I was like, man, you look slim. He's like, everybody keeps telling me that. I think it's the bell bottoms. Because it, like, balanced his look. Heavy Maybe on bottom, heavy on that. top. The, today's, like, the whole, like, I gave up. You're wearing some other, uh, um, these I think are leisure pants. No, I think these are from like '96. Well, I don't even up. know where the hell I got them. They held up. The pants, and high these quality are, pants. Are these Adidas? I don't even know. Three stripes. And then this is. What does this say? Anything on the back? Yeah, it's a Sons Anarchy shirt. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So most of my clothes are like hand-me-downs, <laughs> huh. especially for Memorial Day. I wore red, white, and blue. I don't know if anybody noticed. I wore red and white. Yeah. And you have sandals that look like grass. <laughs> you guys should get those for your band. AstroTurf. But we should get them blue. Ooh. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Boy. <coughs> blue AstroTurf. I'm going to get mine with just thistles on it. <laughs> That's got to hurt like hell. <laughs> but man, Thistle they sandals. Cool. <laughs> they might look cool, but they will hurt like hell. Yeah. Well, beauty comes at a price. Yeah. Not for that. Pain and beauty that are bleeding. I'm, act- I'm not actually bald. I pluck. The hairs. Oh. The yeah. I still can't get over it. You're eventually. <laughs> yeah, almost. I think it's cult leader. Yeah, I thought that's the what leftovers. I Leftovers. thought that's what I was showing up for. <laughs> it's a recruitment. Yeah. Like, well, bluegrass yeah, is sort of cultish. Of, anyway. yeah, it is. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah, there's, but you know what? There's like, there's like this, there's like a lot of camaraderie oh, yeah. amongst yeah. The, the community that I noticed. Because I remember, didn't uh, Newton Ransom do like a bluegrass festival like every year? I think Somewhere so. out towards there, they would do one like at, every year at the um, in Milwaukee, right? Yes, like more yeah. towards like the end of the boulevard. Yes, because I remember, I remember. Going I'd never been there. there. They they were trying to get that going again. The, the guy Dick Williams, yeah, uh, called me up to uh, to do it, and I was like, sure, because he's um, he's related to Roy Williams. He's like his uncle or something. I don't know. It's a huge family, and they're all kind of musical. But there was a, I think it was just a bluegrass jam at like the, the Milwaukee County Country Store or something like that. No, they had like a, it was like a cornfield that like they went in and like cut out. I forget what that's, year it was. That might be before my time. That was probably early 2000s. I remember it, they're like, oh man, it's the bluegrass festival's going on. I'm like, what bluegrass that. festival? They're like, oh, they do it every year. The one in Tunkhannock's been going on for <laughs> eight years, I think. And that's this weekend, right? Yes. Which we're playing at Friday and Saturday night. How many bands? There's a lot. A lot, yeah. Uh, Where do they have it? It's enough for three days. Lazybrook Park. Lazybrook Park across from the sawmill in uh, Tunkanic. Oh, okay. Right before you get into yes. Okay. Yeah. 
What's the bar back that way? That bar back there is Creek crazy. Creekside. It's closed yes. now. Is it? Yeah, it's all we boarded up. We played there a couple oh, really? of times. Yeah, yeah, it's all boarded up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we played there, like when, again, when we first started, I was like, yeah, I'll play wherever you want. I remember there was a, we went, when another band was playing, we like to go check it out, and this dude got up and sang an ACDC song, and he was like spitting he was very inebriated. And he, was he was very wearing, radical. Also, he was very radical. Definitely had a leather jacket. He, he on. had two leather jackets on. <laughs> <laughs> he took one off and he threw it, and he took the other one off and threw it, and like almost hit somebody's girlfriend. Man, that was but that weird. was a bar. It was like it was like it looked like somebody converted their garage. Yeah, cement, it, cement floors, cement like walls. corrugated metal. Yep, um, the trough in the bathroom that was half like five gallons of urine in it. It was so yeah. <laughs> no, how about were you there when they, the they, bathrooms were just plywood? And then they redid them, and yes. it was like it was like they made it out of sheet metal, the urinal, and it yes. was just like it was probably about ten inches deep of water. <laughs> And it was propped up with a two by four. <laughs> and that was after they redid it. Yeah, that was the remodeled right. version. Yeah, that, that was, was better fix. than the original. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some crazy shit up there because I used to I used to Someone hang out with this country stabbed band. up there. Did, it's not surprising. Or like their eye gouged out or something like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. And that was before like all the gastros. That was like locals. Yeah. Like, yeah. I spent one of my last nights drinking up there. That'll like July of like 2010, we were up there. I remember, I remember, uh, we might've been playing. I got, I was on the bar at some point standing on it, doing shots at something. Yeah. <laughs> and they like promoted it. They're like, yeah, go on up. And I was like, all right, cool. My concern would have been that their bar would have collapsed because it was pretty rickety. Oh, I know. It was, it was like, plywood. It was, yeah. It was, it was not like a real bar. Yeah. It was, oof. Which we all know didn't work on water. No. no. This guy just made one, though. Did you see it? He just got in the Guinness Book of World Records. It was it's like on copper or something? No, he's calling it a hoverboard. But no, I think it, it was like something magnetic with... No, like no, no, no. This guy actually went over the water. So they do work on water. They do. He went 960 meters. He only had to go 100 meters, and he went Listen, 900. It's Guinness Memorial Day. Let's talk in feet, yeah. Let's get, oh, it, not, let's get uh, imperial. Uh, <laughs> times three-ish. Yeah. Whichever. He went far. It was amazing. Hmm. I keep going. Stop <laughs> letting me be an stop asshole. Stop letting you take over? Yeah, stop letting me be an asshole. So the first album that you guys did a couple of years ago, that was all um, traditional music. Yes. Originally. And then now this new album is, is all original stuff. Except for one track, eight, eight, I think? 80%. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, we do a, an old fiddle tune, uh, the Cherokee Shuffle, which is it's pretty standard for a bluegrass band to do a, an instrumental fiddle tune. Um, I I don't know of its origin. I'm assuming probably around the Civil War because a lot of those fiddle tunes came from that era. Um, and we do uh, a version of uh, an old song, "Roll in My Sweet Baby's Arms," which is uh, was public domain. So we can yeah. gotta be yeah. yeah, but we rearranged it. We play a lot differently than uh, the original version. We, put, we we changed we changed it from major to minor, and it's usually a pretty fast song. We slowed it down and kind of made it like a like a minor blues. That's cool. Was, well, this album just came out like three weeks ago, May twelfth. Yeah, came out, right. Uh, how it used to be. How it used to be. You're looking it up right now on your phone. 
I'm really excited about iTunes because <laughs> like, I found Second Coming, and now I'm like, I'm gonna find everybody. Yeah, yeah. So it's on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify, and we just got okayed to be on Pandora, and it's not up there yet, though. How long did it take to make the album? Two days. Wow. Two days yeah. to record it. Two days to record <laughs> it. So do you nine do, months like, to mix it. Do you do you take like more of a straight approach where you don't do a lot of overdubs or do you? We did it like we did it in here. Okay. Yeah. No, no like exactly like we did it. In wow, here. that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Just so you know, Kiki Mama seventy three says five stars. Whoa, Kiki yeah. Mama. A sit on your porch. A sit on your porch. Prop your feet up. Crack open a brew. Kind of record. Love every tune. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Kiki Mama. Thanks, Kiki Mama. I don't know who that is. I bet yeah, we know her. I, well. I hope not, because that'll be awesome. Strangers have, have said that they like us. That's what. That's why it would be awesomer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what we should. I'll write a review. Keep going. I'm gonna write a review. <laughs> so, you, like, like Jimmy was saying, you prefer that no frills approach. Just you know, just do it, get it done. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like the 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 beauty of this music is it's like immediacy and like. I mean, I I like stuff that's like weird and like abstract and like you know like well right but like you were saying before the 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 beauty of it to you is that it's not overproduced yeah it's it it's just like simple it's, yeah yeah well that's what was so cool about filling it before because i don't know i many people like to overdub and overdub and overdub and you never hear the full performance in front of your face like that it's not that often yeah to have so many different things happening at mm -hmm. once yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, Jimmy's hair was actually kind of like blown back a little bit. Yeah, like, that was you, you. You threw your phone. I yeah. Well, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's a special segment on the website where you you should that should be your new thing. Just throw throw the phone. Yeah. Throw Maybe the phone. not because it was kind of in felt, lieu of clapping. It kind of felt special. Well, throwing the right. phone is yeah. The leave it to you standing, guys. Like a standing ovation. Yes. Oh yeah. man, that should be like a thing. You could do like top picks. Jimmy yeah. threw his phone on. I almost, yeah. I, I almost pissed myself when you did that. I just had to. You or, have to use two hands to clap. Or like, didn't like when the Beatles start up the, the, in Germany, they used to throw their chairs at them. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I, th I, th I think like in like when like they, they start. Yeah, they were like in Hamburg, and that's like that was the thing. They were they were just like, this is great, and just tossed their, <laughs> like their that chairs was, on the that stage. Was like that a was yeah. of endearment to them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I think that when the Ramones first started out. Was it they used to spit on them? Oh, maybe that was in England or something or Europe. I don't know. Europe. Well, I know Europe. the Blues Brothers. They got beer bottles thrown at them. Right. Yeah. Stand by your chicken shit. Yeah. 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 I don't want. I don't want anything thrown at me. No. I. It was, yeah. Unless it's money. I was at the Memorial Day Parade in Park Summit, and they were throwing okay candy, and I was okay with that. Mm. They threw what? Like Smarties. Candy. Oh, okay. Uh, unwrapped or wrapped? Though? Unwrapped. Or uh, oh. I'm sorry. Wrapped. <laughs> Okay, because yeah, you should candy. never take unwrapped candy from a stranger. Every yeah. sugar daddy was already chewed and thrown at you. <laughs> Stick it in your hair. Yeah. Who was the band that recently there were people uh, banging on the side of the stage, and the band was totally cool with it. They just let them. Oh, having sex. Yeah. Oh, oh whoa. Thought, yeah. Um, there was just, I thought you they, meant like, like with their fists. The no, no, there was just, there was two people fully unclothed having sex on the side of the stage and the band. I think that was like a, I don't know. Ironically, <laughs> I think it was like a something. German band. It would have to be, yeah. yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Go ahead, don't, you know. <laughs> Rammstein. Yeah. No, they're it's weird. <laughs> they're great, but I don't know if they do that. You might get singed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. 
I yeah, just play the music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all well and good. If we weren't, we wouldn't be here. Was people doing that? Like literally, you know, the human race would go, would not exist. <laughs> but just don't do it while we're playing. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be known as being conceived at a German rock concert, though? As long as it was David Hasselhoff playing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I. You know. You don't really have much say in the matter. And. Uh, <laughs> really um, so how do you guys write? Right-handed. Yeah. Right. Good enough. <laughs> Righty. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's the end. Thanks a lot, man. Um, <laughs> it's 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 like a. I don't know. Every tune was kind of came out a little different. Um, I would come up with an idea or, or uh, Matt would come up with an idea. Ian had a couple of uh, ideas. Jason had some ideas and we all kind of like, there was tunes that were mine. There were tunes that were Matt, but like we'd bring them to the table and it would just kind of organically happen. Like, I mean, they're not like, I'm not writing symphonies or anything like that. They're pretty much straightforward. Just, <coughs> Would you, would you say you write words first or would you write a, a guitar riff or would you write come up with a chord progression or? yeah I mean is it is it difficult it's uh, you know what yes and no I mean for me I I really made a huge deal about it like and I was like I can't do that I can't do that I can't do that and then I'm like alright try and I tried and I was like that's not, I don't like that and then I would bring it to like Matt and like because I was like nervous about it and he's like that's pretty good and I was like what really you like it <laughs> So it kind of gave me a little more confidence and I would like sit down and like figure out what like throughout the day I would like have an idea like at work or something like that. And like I would just like say it into my phone, which I do. I have so many voice memos. Like I'm almost at 200 voice memos. You're shitting me. Uh, no, I mean, I'll see, I'll see what it is, but, uh, I have like seven and most of them are no. like, stop being stupid. Yeah. Um, I'm at the last one. Let's see. 159. Wow. Yeah. I have a lot of ideas. And I, I also have like a, uh, my friend Tori, she lives in uh, Kentucky who came to the festival over the weekend and is awesome. And she sang the, on the last tune on the record. That's the only overdub that there is. Cause she doesn't live around here. So, um, but we trade songs back and forth. So I'll play a song into my phone and send it to her and she'll do the same, which is, it's cool. Really cool to do. Um, but yeah, Matt will send me an idea or, or, you know, Ian sent me a couple of banjo riffs and it, it kind of putting parameters on what kind of music we play almost makes it easier to write in us. Like it gives you kind of a, a, a reference point or a starting point, you know? Um, and most of the tunes are about being like lonely and uh, <laughs> being done wrong by a uh, by a woman, which is pretty. I'm not laughing at you because you're no, like lonely. Yeah. It was the face you made. You were like lone, like this weird, like this little smirk. It was like lonely. yeah. Well, you know the whole tortured artist thing. Yeah, Just playing that. Uh, but yeah, most of the tunes are about being lonely. Uh, and the 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 last song we played, that uh, it's the first song on the record. Cole Headstone was like. There's a lot of. There's a a Lubin Brothers album. It's like what is it? Disaster songs and murder ballads. Murder ballads and disaster, and disaster songs. songs. 
Like that's the name of the record. Okay. Murder ballads and disaster songs. So you kind of know what you're in for. Yeah, it's like it's true. You know, it's like, like that that vein of country music is like you, this is what it's about. It's very direct. <laughs> yeah, literal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Matt and I penned a murder ballad. Uh, loving a woman so much that you have to kill her. You just have to. <laughs> Speaking from experience. You can't prove anything. <laughs> Next question. But I mean, is that kind of is that kind of cool to like fictionalize some of those things where yeah, you're like, you yeah. know, like nobody can ever, you know, say like, well, a lot I never of, you know killed I mean? anybody. Like, for nobody the can ever say like, oh, they probably did that. Well, a lot of the music is very storytelling. It's yeah. A little, yeah, a little bit, yeah, and it's it's broad enough where you can like sort of relate to it. You know, it's like, I think so anyway. I don't know if it's like yeah, but it's supposed to be in a way where it's not like you know if you take it literal. I mean, yeah, it's I art, don't say like, like you got uh, a- the 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 girl I dated when I was this age. Her name is this, and you know, right? It's broad. It's like everyone. Yesterday was Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's it's all fiction sort of and it's like it's general enough that it's like i don't know and you kind of yeah, but, it, but it's like exaggerated things sure you know what yeah, i mean like Just to get the point because you're never gonna get no yeah it, and like i used to get like like stressed out like oh i can't say that but you could say literally anything and if it's to music it's fine like <laughs> i am so lonesome that i'm gonna kill myself like oh boy that was a good lyric like people should be concerned <laughs> Right. You know, if you just said that in a conversation, people would be like, <laughs> they would like, you know, they would go talk to your parents. Yeah, go like, call your friends. Yeah. yeah. Like, we got to get this guy <laughs> some help. I'm so lonesome. I can kill myself. Can yeah. You please pass the potatoes. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Like all the songs are like this. The subject matter is pretty dark if you take it that way. And that, and Kiki mama is putting her feet up, cracking a beer on the porch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm so relaxed. <laughs> Yeah, it's all kind of built off the tradition of the music that was laid out yeah, by the pioneers of the genre. Mean, so it's just, just kinda, an extension of those yeah. ideas. <clears throat> Universality is kind of the but idea. But I mean, like this brand of music is what ninety years old, give or take hundred years old. Eh, not even that. Like, no. I mean, 40s. you said what, like twenty years before rock? About ten years old. It's like the thirties or forties was like the official start date of this of of in quotation bluegrass. marks bluegrass. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, like the way you guys sound and the way you guys play, like it, it's amazing because it could have been it to me, you know, as a non, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's the- dictionary definition of what bluegrass is. It seems like it could have came out any time during there, and would have would have stayed within the parameters and kind of what we're going for, yeah, right. Yeah, so I mean, like that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's super fun too. I but I mean, like coming up with those with those ideas and on like what's it, okay, what are we writing about? Like, what are we, you know, trying to stay in the vein of that? Like, I think you it's have to really be a little easy. bit magical. Yeah. It's real easy to like once you kind of get like it's like almost like learning a vocabulary, like learning a language, and it's like this, you know. There's I don't know. I like there's if, I feel like there's like different moves you could do within like you know like old time country music and bluegrass, which are sort of interchangeable in the in like the the 40s 50s 60s like the you know in the heyday of the grand old opry in my opinion anyways uh and like it was it's all basically the same subject matter and like even rock and roll or r&b everything's about all these dudes are sitting around because they're bummed out 
and they're writing songs because they're they got done wrong or they're sad or they cheated or they were cheated on or you know like the joke I make if if they were so happy they wouldn't be sitting around writing songs they'd be out you know living life living it yeah 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 so <coughs> but um but yeah I I don't know. But it, as far as like musical a- aspect of it, it was like it was pretty much a four way split. You know, we everybody came up with their own parts, and you know, Ian's more of a arranger. Like he he's a piano player, so he he knows he knows the the cool moves. So like a, a lot of the tunes, like they they weren't working in a certain way, and he kind of came in and like I don't know, put the potato head in the correct order. It seems <laughs> that's a really weird. <laughs> analogy to use eventually yeah mr potato head yeah but uh yeah it was a really fun process i uh where'd you guys record at (laughs) um at my mother's house in in factoryville factoryville pennsylvania factoryville pennsylvania 102 highland avenue so wait was this is this like all home Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh Ian's brother Shane is a uh, a wizard of sorts with the recording and live sound and stuff like that. And we we have that good ear trumpet mic and Shane had a bunch of good mics. We have a couple other good mics. And we just did it just how like we were all we all stood in the living. My mother went to Nashville to visit my sister for Christmas. You were so, like, hey, we're going to make an album while yeah, you're gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, t- I told her, can, you know, can I have the She's, you know, I had to keep an eye on the house anyway, so it's a big open room with hardwood floors and yeah, perfect space. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple of pizzas and uh, just did the thing. Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, do we do any in one take? I think we're only it was ours in one take. Might have been. Yeah, but we played that yeah. a lot. But like some of the tunes, were like <clears throat> we they were like new to us. Like we just had kind of compiled tunes. Yeah, we had just finished writing a couple of them maybe yeah. a, a week or two before we recorded. Yeah. So. yeah. But you don't you're not gonna do these tunes to like a click track or something. No. You're just, you're no. just gonna They were all done live. We were all done like like literally how we were all standing next to each other. Singing in one sing, mic. Singing in one mic and you could hear like you know like just the it's like one, two, three. And then we'd go into it, you know? <laughs> like yeah. We just did it live. That's incredible. I and like, would you do multiple do takes just because of yeah, like like, like safety? You've got to yeah, get it. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to get it in one take. We weren't going to cut anything. Yeah, apart, every, so. yeah, like we didn't like each tune on there was a whole take. It's nothing was smashed together. The only thing that was it was the last tune, "Snakes in the Garden," was uh, Tori Fisher did her own verse, and the harmony was put over just because of geography. It was cheaper to email it than to buy her plane ticket <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, and to take her away from her family on Christmas. It's bad enough that I took all these guys and Ian and his brother away on Christmas. But <laughs> Ian, <laughs> Ian's parents really uh, they they get it. They they love the band. And uh, so wait, did you guys? Did, so did you guys mix a master after? I mean, even Shane, though it's one Shane, Shane yeah, my brother it. mixed it and on then, his own and then sent us the mixes. And then kind of. And then we were like, "Well, change this, change this." Yeah, and we went back and forth a couple times, and mm. then. Uh, Eric Ritter at the windmill agency mastered it. Yeah. And Matt made all the packaging, like all the physical CDs. Matt like printed them himself by hand. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. We're not wimps, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt has the uh, letterpress uh, not too far from here, actually. That's correct. Now, oh, is uh, it done on Adams? Yeah. yeah. Is that your brother? No, it's him. No, that's, no, it's him. that's you? Yeah. yeah. You own that? Well, I rent there, but it's my shop, yeah. Oh, my God. I've been in there. That's a really nice place, man. Thanks. Are we talking about the same one? The one down on Adams? Across from the bog? Yeah. Yeah. Revival letterpresses. Why, name. is there two of them there? No, but... <laughs> he shares a space with another printer. Yeah. Really nice wouldn't necessarily be how I would describe it. It's usually a mess because <laughs> no, I'm working but, on no, stuff. No, but I walked in there and I, I was like, this is totally cool. Like, this is... Like, there's... There's, there's like... It's not like this cheap shit. Like, you got to take time and yeah. you got to... You know, that's what I thought was really cool about it. Mm. If you don't have one of his posters hanging up in your house, you absolutely should. The stuff there's quality. But I mean, I, I know people with dozens of them on their walls. So there, there, there's some really cool stuff that comes out of there. Thanks, Rich. So the, mm. the, the packaging itself is all basically, you know, handmade, hand done. Yeah. Now, how many copies did you have to go through? Uh, we ended up with about 2,800, I think. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. So that that wasn't done overnight. No, it was, they're, they're still not all done. <laughs> four days, four solid days of printing, and then folding and assembly is ongoing. Wow! Well, I just downloaded the album. I'm going to go to the album art. Well, was, a lot of hey, band. Some guy from NEPA just bought our album. Um, th- thank you, by the way. We, we would have gave you one. <laughs> you can still you can okay. sign it. It'd be worth less then. <laughs> I don't care. Hard up. Um, our uh, our friend Tyler Poelzik from Black Casket Tattoo did all the ar- uh, album artwork. He drew it by hand because he's amazing. Oh well, let me look at it. Yeah, bastards. Yeah. Um, what other plugs can we? Who else can we plug? Plug plug away. Uh, Meg Kamaski just drew like these absurd. They're absurdly good. Like this little watercolor pictures of us for our website. So I thought it'd be cool to have. You know, some artwork. Like oh, I saw those, the little, little portraits, yeah. and they yeah, got like the coaster, round thing yeah. on them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to look up your website now. I'm such a nerd. Well, you know, a lot of bands talk uh, DIY, but that's you, you guys are real DIY. Yeah. yeah, we're cheap, really, is what it comes to. You could pay somebody else yeah. to do it, or we could do it yourself. Just yeah. do it for I, four I days. Cases by myself. Jason that's fine. is probably the master of folding cases. He. I did a few. Yeah, you folded in more of. I think all of us combined. I think that's accurate. Seven fifty. Jeez, man, alive. But <laughs> there, I will send you the link. Uh, we did a little video on the, how the packaging came together and all kinds of stuff like that. So, I mean, I I think it's interesting because it's it is. Who's who else is doing it? Right. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. Because probably because it. It's laborious. It's probably sure. worth it. But <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. But uh, no, it was. I. I think we took a, a year or two off of Matt's life doing it, but uh, mm. he's got it, the the. <laughs> you guys got to come down and check this printing press out. It's it's like it doesn't even need electricity to work. No, that's why it was so. Yeah. Uh, Phil. Do you know Phil? Uh, Barkett? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he... I, I saw he was doing, like, a show... Like, this is... A, this might have been last summer. He did a something there, for sure. I don't yeah. remember when it was. 
Last that, summer sounds he close. He can't stop raving about that. Like he, yeah, just, he loves it. Oh, he loves it. And it's amazing for a guy who's like a you know on a Mac with a graph you know as a graphic designer and then just be like, this yeah. is home. This is where I feel great. Yeah, it's part of the appeal. It's not gratifying after you do computer work for years. No. You don't actually have anything at the end of the day. You just have an email that you sent to somebody. <laughs> nothing like tangible. Yeah. Where you get a reply saying, could you make it bigger? Yeah, can yeah. you make the I logo like the 10% font. bigger? Yeah. Where your logo like, needs to pop. I mean, so you you do, so, I mean, do you, do, you, do you deal with like clients and stuff who want you to do stuff like that? Yeah, that, that's my main occupation. I do so, job printing. Do you, how do you how do you deal with those? I need a ten percent bigger. Uh, I don't get too many clients that are that way. <laughs> so I mean, is it, I mean, are you kind of left. I mean, obviously you have a discussion, but are you kind of yeah. left to your own devices to, to be a like, degree? Yeah, it's usually a collaborative effort in some way, but it's usually people who contact me for work or they, they kind of know the deal already. That's awesome. They're not going to nitpick about something that they you know. Why do you want the logo to be bigger? <laughs> They don't have a reason why. They just want it to be bigger. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That place down there is so cool. Do you want to plug that again? Yeah, Revival Letterpress. Yeah, 334 yeah. Adams Avenue. What's the number? 334 Adams Avenue. No, like the... Telephone number? Yeah. No, it's my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it if you want to. <laughs> I'm not going to read it. Yeah, I heard you on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> you, you got a nice NPR voice. <laughs> yeah, he does. Mm. <laughs> oh, mm. Mm. it's really good. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, now it's getting weird, Rich. Yeah, yeah. No, That's it's... you. <laughs> I blame you. Thanks. Blame this is the first time I don't blame me. <laughs> Just kidding. So. Uh, What's what's uh what what's on the horizon for you guys? Uh, you got the this festival coming up, and uh, what else do you have? Uh, do you have other things that you're going to do to promote the album or anything like that? I know you had the release show a couple yeah, weeks ago. That was fun. I'm looking at your shows. You got a lot coming up. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, they're Actually, always yeah, busy. Down, they're always playing. <coughs> that's, that's the idea, you know. It's we're a live band. I think you know. Right. Um. Yeah, we have a lot of festivals coming up um i think we're doing the fire at the furnace too in two weeks that's june 5th yeah we've okay. got nepa bluegrass first NPA, yeah uh, which is may 29th with may 29th it's this weekend it's this weekend we're playing friday night along with driftwood and the boxcars i think they're on saturday but boxcars on saturday but driftwood's playing I could be I, wrong i think a lot of people from this area know driftwood they've played at the bog a few times yeah it's in based they're out of binghamton and they're they're fantastic they're really blowing up they played at the peach festival a couple of times they played played at the played breakdown last year yeah, yeah last they played year the breakdown last year and uh just saw them again yeah we saw them over Creek. the weekend and yeah you know they're powerhouse band so good you got the Smoke Country Jam. Smoke Country Jam. Uh, out June 18th. In, June 18th. Uh, in Cross Fork, PA. Cross Fork, PA. Where is it's that? In, it's another, it's like another hour past Lock Haven. It's, it's very rural. It's remote. Again, your cell phone is a, is a flashlight, a camera, and a, and a clock. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we're playing that with our friends, the Hillbilly Gypsies from West Virginia. and The Hillbenders. The Hillbenders. Yep. Uh, a bunch of other bands. I think the uh, 
Colbrook Road from Harrisburg, our friends. Uh, yeah, I just want to play music. I, I, I want to sleep on the ground and play music all summer long. So, Or actually suspended from two trees <laughs> is my new thing. I just got the hammock last year, and it's it's excellent. I would love to get a hammock endorsement. Hmm. I thought you. I thought Two Trees was the name of a place, and you were suspended from there. <laughs> I'm not allowed to go to Two Trees, <laughs> and I don't want to talk about it. Next question, please. Does it suck when Two Trees are too close together? Yes. Okay. They have to be the. Right it, there's a, there's like a threshold. There. Yeah. Yeah. Too far. Too close. It's like Muppets. You know. You. So you have to find like the. What's the perfect distance? I don't know. You've never measured? Never taped it out. Like, I never taped it out. It's just like... I would imagine like eight feet maybe. More than that. Yeah. You probably just know. You just see it and you know. Yeah. Right away. <laughs> like it's what does broccoli taste like? You know, I don't know if you've ever broccoli. eaten that. Uh, I have actually. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll dabble once in a while. We in can't, you know what it tastes like, but you can't explain it. Yeah. It tastes green. Mm. That's a... <laughs> tastes like green, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean you guys are booked up to July tenth, I think. Further than that, yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think as far as the website. Yeah. yeah, there's other stuff that's not on there yet. You're doing Tyrone at the Tyrone Alex Blue Grass. Yeah, Festival. we just drove through drove through there. That's another one with the Hillbilly Gypsies. They got yep. us the gig. They're awesome. They're another band that uses like one mic. And they're like I feel like they're even more so than us, like like stewards of this music. Like they they they're ambassadors almost. They're like it's they give a little more education in between the tunes than I do, and they're uh, like they're real deal. Yeah, they're real deal. I'm talking about where this this song came yeah, from. Yeah, well, we filmed you guys last summer. Yeah, up at the uh, the the hillside lakeside. Yeah, concert the thing. concert in the parks. Yeah, yeah. And I loved like I'm like this is great. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like we did we did four or five shows up there, and you I think you guys had the best reaction out of everybody. Yeah, people liked it. Yeah, I think at first they didn't know like what to expect. No one ever does. And then they were like, "We like this." Yeah, it's you can't not like it. No, that and that was the thing too, where I'm like, you the know, the most the I mean, it's the worst <coughs> compliment and the, probably the most frequently one I get. It was like people would be like, "I really don't like bluegrass, but I like you guys." I was like, "Well, then you like bluegrass because that's what we do." <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Which that's is, the thing is people spin. have this idea yeah. in their head of what things are and yeah. they just don't go out and, and explore them and try them, you no, know, I, like I've never met like anybody who talks about you guys or sees you guys. It, you, I think you guys have such a, a great universal appeal. There's that one dude who hates us. There's one dude. He hates us. Why? He might uh, hate everything though. Yeah, I think he hates everything. <laughs> I mean, did he like leave a note on your car? He or? was on the internet. Oh well, that explains yeah. it. Yeah, there's always one guy on the internet like, who. Hate just, it. He, I, some of them go out of their way. They just like, okay, I see enough of people liking this. I'm just going to be contrary to be contrary. I think that's his deal. Yeah. 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 What did he say? He's yeah, like, I just, hate this. Like, I think he hates us as people. I think he hates me. Do you know mm. personally who it is? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I teased him once, and I think I really hurt his feelings. You're like, hey, you don't like us? Yeah. He was like, no. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not for everybody, but a lot. <laughs> for a good no majority of people, right. though, but I no, think it's, it is. It's really funny that he hates us. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, I, li- that, I like does that, it. Does I, that like, oh, motivate you a little bit more to be like. No, it's not. It's like. 
Not like in, not when like I see him, I think, like, I think I'm like, man, funny. I am like that. Like when he sees me, he's probably mad right now. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm affecting his well-being, like just my existence, which is pretty cool. It's yeah. Power. <laughs> now you see where supervillains come from. I get it now. Cobra Commander. I get it, man. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's a pretty universal appeal. Like, and this music has has seen somewhat of a resurgence with like a lot of the uh, you know folkier bands that are popular today. And sure, it it kind of strikes a chord with that. And it's it's pretty simple music, so it's not really it's it's more accessible, I think, than other genres of music. You know. Yeah, is there is there more of a surge in popularity now in terms of because you have some of that stuff leaking into the mainstream now with like folk music and things yeah, like that? Sure. It's a little more acceptable. Yeah. Maybe it's easier to find some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there we're not at any kind of level of fame that we're like, you know, eventually people going, going out of the way to see us. But some sometimes they do. But like, we have a pretty it's it's still like a magical thing for for when we play music and people come up and tell me like I really enjoyed that I was like we drove out from so and so to come and see you yeah it's weird and and like to be on the other side of like like anytime I see a band I'd be like oh yeah I caught you guys at the thing so many people like they come up and tell me of other times they've seen us and it's like crazy like you've seen us more than one you came back <laughs> you know <laughs> that's how we feel about people listening to this yeah like, I hey, like your podcast I listened to it today thank you <laughs> bless thank your you. heart and man. I I I I courted you I asked you guys if we could be on here and you said yes absolutely it was a high price to pay but uh, <laughs> right yeah we'll talk about that later <laughs> Well, sorry guys. When the record knob turns off, that's when yes, when real truth happens. Yeah, people stop being polite. Start, start being getting real. real. Yeah. Power of the media. <laughs> I'm. I want to tell my favorite uh, Chris story. Uh, this is. This has nothing to do, do with the music or anything. I, no, I, you probably don't. Which is why it's going to be even funnier. It's very short. Uh, the one day, and this this is a few years back, um, it was me and uh, my uh, future wife at the time. We were driving. Uh, current wife? <coughs> no. Current, oh, future wife at the time. Yes. Okay. See, so we're don't 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 jump around. I've been up since seven thirty. <laughs> so we're driving around, and we see there's a uh, yard sale. And we're driving by the yard sale. See, now he knows. Oh, yeah. Now he knows. And uh, and there's this gigantic, and I'm talking like like how many feet wide? About five cat feet. painting, Probably five six. feet. <laughs> cat painting, right? This huge, obnoxious cat painting just sitting there amongst everything else. And I'm like, who the hell would want that? How did that even get in that house in the first place? Like, who would buy such a thing? And maybe about an hour later, I was on Facebook, and sure enough, <laughs> the picture comes up, check out my new cat painting. I have an addendum to that story, too. Um, Please. Probably uh, a couple. What's that? Probably a couple of addendums. Yeah. Well, Tangled we, web on that one. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fill in the rest of that. It might make it more better or less better. Um, good talker. Or better. <laughs> Uh, so it was on Harrison Avenue and we were coming back 
where were we coming from? It doesn't matter where we're coming from. We were coming, Matt, Matt and Ian live near there. I won't give you the exact address. You know, people will try to find them. Right. Um, and steal a painting. Um, <laughs> it's a letterman. That's what it's signed. It is. Um, but, <laughs> so we drive by and I'm like, you got to turn around. We got to get that. We got to get that oh, painting. You were driving. Okay. Well, I, I don't remember. It was my car, but I, I forget. You slammed on the brakes. I pretty slammed. Yeah. <laughs> he freaked out. I, I, it was, I got as <laughs> I get excited. I get excited. Like when I saw Greg Brady, I was excited. And right. when I saw this painting, I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I turn around, I come back. And bet- between the time I saw the painting and I turned around and came back, someone had bought it. No. Yes. So they bought it for $20, which is a steal. Yeah. It's so huge. It's enormous. Uh, and I will... I will, I will love this painting forever. So I get it. I get there and I'm like, no, like I was like, I really want. And I just wouldn't let up how much I loved it, how much I needed it and how it wasn't going to fit in this woman's car. She didn't want to give it up. She didn't want to give it up. And she's trying. I was like, are you sure? I was like, that doesn't look like it's going to fit. And I just didn't give up. And I just gave her such a hard time. She's like, fine. She's like, do you have 20 bucks? I was like, I'll give you a hundred dollars, but I, she only wanted 20. <laughs> so I gave her, I, I gave her $21. I said, you made money on this deal. And, uh, like it, and then like I got the painting and I'm just so proud. And I'm like, I'm not gonna fit in my car either. <laughs> um, so the, the people who sold the painting to her, they were like, he's like, the dude's like, I have some rope. Like I was going to give it to her, but he's like, I was kind of rooting for you <laughs> to, to get it. He's like, you really love it. And he's like, you know, I wanted to see someone get it who would really appreciate it. So I didn't really say anything. So I got it and we tied it to the roof of my car. And I'm thinking like, what the heck am I going to do with this thing? And I thought, should I enjoy it or should I do something better? So Matt and Ian lived together and Ian was not home. So I hung it up in his room. <laughs> and it's still there. It's, it's still there. To day. It is later. so big. That's like the only thing you have hanging up in your room, I think. There's no space for anything. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's literally the it, one. It's hung above my bed, and it's like the length of my bed. <laughs> pretty much so the size. So what happened when you got home, and you're like, what is this? I don't I was kind of into it. I was like, this, <laughs> this is a great painting. It's of a beautiful, of a beautiful cat. cat. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, on a lounge, like a chase yeah. lounge. Yeah, it's it's is that very, what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's amazing. Lounge? Oh yeah, it, it's enormous. It's huge. It's like if it's almost like an ad for Fancy Feast. Yeah. Is it on your Facebook? It's on my Facebook somewhere, and you could. And I'm like in the picture with it to like to, <laughs> for a sense scale. of scale. <laughs> the enormity of this picture. We're both is, standing behind it. It's like up to your chest. It's yeah. It's up to my. It's so big. It's so big. I've I have in a I'm just gonna say it, I have an amazing art collection. I am a collector <laughs> of art. But I, I think From I, yard sales specifically yard sales. or just yard flea, market, flea markets, uh gas gas gas, oh man, yeah. We were going <laughs> I bought a velvet painting of a cockfight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, black velvet. It was white paint on it. There's this gas station. When was this cat photo bought? Or this cat <sighs> a couple years ago. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna scroll like real fast. Yeah. Keep, okay, this keep is, going. This is a gas station. Um, it's this cockfight, and it's it's really brutal. Uh, you know, these two roosters are going at it. But there's a, a gas station, 
in central Pennsylvania that I happened upon that sells for, uh, black velvet paintings, like from Mexico. Like there's like ones with wizards and like white tigers. That's so strange. Panthers. It's bizarre. And it's in the middle of Pennsylvania. And we were going to, I was going to. Oh, there's Vigo the Butch. Yeah. <laughs> Vigo yeah. the Carpathian. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a velvet painting of Elvis. I have a, a, a <laughs> the velvet Elvis. I have a photograph <clears throat> of an Abraham Lincoln impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> it's like framed. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, I have a velvet painting of Kenny Rogers. I think it's Kenny Rogers. I think it was someone else, and they painted a white beard over whoever it was <laughs> <laughs> to make it a velvet Kenny Rogers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have three D pictures of Jesus. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 3D pictures. Like they're embossed like an old Halloween mask. Yeah, I didn't know they had pictures back then. Oh, yeah. Of Jesus. Yeah. I got, yeah. It's like, it's it's like, where's the the Shroud of Turin? Yeah. But, yeah, but made of Jesus. Like whatever that thin, like bake light or sterilite or whatever that plastic stuff is. Yeah. The only velvet painting I think I ever owned, I got when I was a kid, when I was into like wizards and dragons and all that kind of stuff. Do you still have it and can I buy it from you? I don't. And the thing that disappointed me about it is I, is I got it and it was a wizard and it looked really epic and he had like a sword out and stuff. And I'm like, uh, you know, wizards usually don't have swords, but that's cool. All right. You know? And then years later... Uh, I figured out that somebody just copied the cover from the animated Lord of the Rings. Uh, it was just Gandalf. They just didn't make him gray. They made him like blue or something. It was it was a ripoff. And then I uh, felt really cheated. And then I think I gave it to somebody. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I was real disappointed. That my that was my one velvet purchase and never again. Yeah, we we were going out to Ohio this weekend and I'm thinking like, wait a minute. We're near that gas station, but it was like another, what, 30 miles? Something. We like would that. have to go 60 miles out of the way. And if I was driving and the other guys were asleep, I would have done it. <laughs> and But I wasn't driving and they were both awake. Well, if I find another one, you'll be the guy. Yeah, I anybody call. listening, I, I want your bad art because <laughs> I don't think it's bad. I think it's beautiful. This is the first time in my life I'm actually like looking up a cat photo and I can't find it. Especially yeah. on the internet. That's what I'm looking for the the cat. Painting. The cat. You'll <coughs> you'll find it eventually. I'll, I'll, trying to I'll, nuts. See, I'll see if I can find it, and I'll show you. I got back to 2010, and I'm like, I think I went too far. You might have. I know where it is, so I think, anyways. But ask us another question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this. I did want to know what. How do you choose what songs you cover? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if they're necessarily considered covers in in the bluegrass genre, but like, a, you know, like you said, you might do a different arrangement of a song or things like that. I mean, there's a lot of those traditional songs. So, you know, how do you choose which ones that you do? It's a tough question. There's so many good old bluegrass tunes out there, and it's a one one of the weird things about bluegrass. It's like not really cover music somehow, even though you're playing other people's songs. There's right. bands out there that have been doing it for years, just playing everybody else's songs. It's like yeah, mm. kind of the thing with it. Like you, if you're a bluegrass band, you play bluegrass songs. It's like kind of like like jazz. Like yeah, it's like, like standards. standards. Yeah. Right. 
So you just kind of pick what appeals to you or something that maybe yeah. you identify with? Yeah, or? Maybe like a line or something that I really like or like a... Just a feeling. Like a feel or like a lick or something that's just like, oh, man. Should do that song, that kind of thing. Right. Not too complicated, then. I also found a picture really. of a mannequin that my... I saw that one. My mother gave that to me. <laughs> Mom seems pretty awesome. She's very awesome. Um... Yeah, I like mannequins too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I gave that mannequin to my friend Eddie, and he's got it in his room, and he changes the clothes on it every once in a while. <laughs> Aren't there a few mannequins in front of the Leonard? What's going on there? There's some kind of like art installation, pop-up or shop. yeah, pop up yeah, thing, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was on the it's on, it's on the Instagram, I think. Right. Where was it? Oh, that's on the couch, though. Right. Oh my God, it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. And comfortable. It's a it's a it's a cat of of luxury. Yeah, it's a leisure cat. For yeah. Sure. Oh my God, it's humongous. But it's like square, so it's like it's, it's not like a land. It's like five it's, foot. Yeah. Horizontally. Yeah. Or no. Yeah. Diagonally. I think the, the 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 lady I bought it from said it was like six thousand dollars when they bought like who like that was like the price that she, yeah yeah this was six thousand dollars. <laughs> Like, well, then why are you selling to me for 20? <laughs> it's clearly depreciated in value since yeah, then. Yeah, art's supposed to... Like, it's so, like, detailed. It's so detailed. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like, Ian's this is, days, wait, this is above your bed? Yeah, it's right above my bed, yeah. Like, lengthwise. So, so every my day... My bed's against the wall, and it's, you know... So, like, every night when you go to bed, you're like, did I you see, name the painting yet? I didn't name it, no. So the cat doesn't have a name? No, the cat doesn't have a name. This is, like... A royal Jimmy, did you see this picture of this cat? So now this is a letterman. It's a letterman. That's what yeah. it says. Yeah. Look at that thing. I hope it's David. That would be that would be in, incredible. I would totally because <laughs> that would explain the six thousand dollar price tag. I would yeah. I would hang that in the house. Yeah, I'm not a unironically. Cat fan. I'm not a cat fan, but I mean that's a nice picture. That's right? amazing. It's majestic. I I, uh, I had a painting. It was like a copy of a painting of a matador. And I hung it above my bed when I was younger, and I was like, "This is kind of gay looking," you know. Um, and uh, not that there's oh, anything wrong with that, um, but it looked—he was like very feminine looking, and it was like like a, you know, painting of a dude above my bed. So I had um, a disguise kit that I used to—I used to buy a lot of disguises, and um, so I put a, I put a fake mustache. Eventually, on Eventually, yeah. <laughs> So they I come into play later. Uh, yeah, I like out. disguises too. <coughs> so I put it on him, and it looks so much better. <laughs> what was the disguise? It just—he just has a mustache now, and oh. it's like, like adhered to the to the painting. Mm. Oh my god, I can't find the photo again because I want to save it right forever. Yeah, of, of this. Yeah, you're. Oh, that I'll send photo. it to you. Oh, will you? Yeah. Oh my! It's so good. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, actually jealous of you that you have to. That's why I put it. it. I, I put it on. That's why I put it on the on the media for. Um, <laughs> so everyone knows. Yeah. Right. Did you ever yeah. look this guy up? This Letterman. I think I did. I, I didn't really. Look. I. I don't remember what it was, but I don't think it was anything of any consequence. Mm. That's amazing. It yeah. is an amazing. Well, I mean, if that was his career in in art. That's it. I mean, he. Yeah, it's probably private eight. collectors only. Yeah. He wasn't. I, I'm sure he never showed in a gallery. Right. 
You know, he probably worked as an artist, just painting pictures that were commissioned, just grinding it out. Yep. That's an amazing photo. (laughs) Yeah. It's an amazing photo of an amazing painting. I actually asked um, my friend who runs a gallery if I could have a show of my the art that I, of my collection <laughs> and he, he was not into it but <laughs> but I think it'd be Foolish. impressive I kind of I, I it's kind of amazing yeah that's like just cra- even hearing about it that's is the amazing. crown jewel of my collection <laughs> it's on loan it's on loan, it's on loan. And people, it has to be yeah yeah wow. it's on loan yeah. yeah all right like if 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 Ian and I ever stop being friends, which is very unlikely, but if if like there's a clause in our friendship, that it's like, to get that back. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not. A, you know that painting's not yours, right? Yeah, you know that. Yeah. You sure you want to yeah. say that to me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I would rather. There's a lot of things I would rather do than get rid of that painting. <laughs> That should be a song. That <laughs> yeah. title right there is fantastic. <laughs> There's a lot of things I would rather do than to get rid of this painting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're the right band to play that song. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maybe we'll find that one. That sounds like a Radiohead song title. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Every band that we have on here from now on, I'm going to ask them if they could make a song with that title until we find the right one. Somebody's got to be capable of doing it. If somebody, not, Jimmy's got a free weekend coming up at some point, right? Where we'll come in and unexpectedly be like, "I did something." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of other things I'd rather do than get rid of that painting. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, Chris, I can't find it. You gotta send it. To I me. will. I snapped. I screenshotted it. Oh, All right, just cool out. So, shall we uh, move on to the last word then? Yeah, I gotta go to LA in the morning, so. Big time. I'm not looking forward to it. I hate flying. I'm a white knuckle guy. I don't know why. <laughs> I like when there's turbulence. Mm-mm. It means that the that the plane might crash. <clears throat> yeah. I have big fear of heights. And like when I'm in the sky, I'm good. It's like the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes. Like I get Mr. Real, T. Yeah. Or not Mr. T, but B.A. Barack. Yeah. I need to get knocked out somehow. Character. Face needs to slip me something and I'm out. <laughs> and then I'm good. But yeah. So are we going to, and please chime in on any of this with whatever next is. Cause, Oh, you said what we were going to talk about. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, lately the, uh, the ones that we've been doing, uh, we kind of try to get a lesson out of it or maybe a greater understanding of what we're talking about. So, uh, Here I think today? the, yeah, okay. no, uh, out of uh, the, this segment in oh, okay. particular. What was last week? Last week was uh, Faces of NEPA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so uh, this time I think the lesson is um, constructive criticism is good. Um, but when you're messaging sensitive artists, which, you know, we all are in this business, uh, try to do it in such a way that you don't come off kind of sounding like dickish, you know, like try to do it in the nicest way possible. Like, I like all this stuff, like start off, like, I really like this and then kind of hit them with, eh, yeah, but this could be better. Or, you know, maybe you could try something else here or something like that. I'm so you excited. Know, to Cause I'm totally open to constructive criticism. 
Uh, now this th- this one I got from a guy today, and uh, and I'll I I won't say his name or anything. I'll just read you what he he sent me. He sent me is a private. Is this a, a uh, like? A yeah, he sent me a private message. These are both email. these are both going to be private messages. I think that's okay. more courageous than than just. It is. Like a comment. It is, and yeah. I give him credit because you know, and especially uh, on, on something like Facebook, where uh, most, for the most part, people use their real names. So you know, you, you, there there is some validity there. Uh, he says, uh, "Now this, I, I'm assuming, is in reaction to the uh, the the show that we had talked about earlier, the DRI show thing." He said, "Hey man, if you care about this scene as much as it seems like, like right off the bat." Mm, okay you should start so is he calling you a faker you should start sharing some real local shows <laughs> so now we've we've entered the the dimension of everything that you now he need to read this back before he sent it and realize so what i'm saying to this guy everything you do is bullshit everything that you write about all this stuff is bullshit let me tell you the real stuff you are definitely a sensitive artist <laughs> oh totally because i because i'm a writer and so i think about every sentence sure. and how it's going to be taken by people like how they're going to read it you know so i'm real sensitive to that like to but to you or to like what you're putting out. I so like. I, like do, I think. Do you, do you think critically about the word as it's coming in, just as much as so as it's going out? I think about what the reader's going to take it as. You know. Okay. I'm going to take. I'm, I'm thinking about if I write this about this, like, you know, if I were to describe this person <laughs> and I'm trying to describe them in in a way that's favorable, you know, but I use a word that m- might be taken in the wrong way or out of context or something like that, it might make the person look bad. Words are important. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not okay. the message I'm trying to convey. So. I need to maybe, you know, change that word or, you know, sure. use a different word in its place, you know, that kind of thing. So if you care about the scene as much as you say, so you, you should start okay. sharing real local shows. So, uh, there was no coverage from you guys, uh, from behind Curry, which obviously if I knew nothing about the scene, I wouldn't have no clue what he's talking about. There's uh, a guy that we've mentioned on the show before, uh, Derek Jolly, who's in a whole bunch of bands. He's a young guy. Uh, he does really, really great stuff, and he's organized shows behind a Curry Donuts, and uh, they're, they're like real underground shows that you would kind of have to know somebody to know, or maybe you know friends with them on Facebook or something like that like to know about club. these shows. Right? Yeah, uh, they're 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 pretty out the hardcore there. Show in the in donut shop, cream? or is it somewhere near a donut? Behind it's like behind it, like yeah. outside in the parking lot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and the, the but but he he said you know there was nobody there. Now there was nobody there because the website is me. And I was in Maryland over the weekend visiting, you know, uh, in-laws. So, like, you know, I can't physically be everywhere all the time. Like, a lot of people, I think they assume, like, oh, it's this big website, so there must be, like, a hundred people working there. <laughs> right. You know, like, you dick, why didn't you send somebody to this? Right, you know, right. like, like, you know, as if everybody's making, big salaries, so people, you know, and stuff like that. Was there people at the show, or were they saying that... You well, were not represented. That, the that's what saying. Yeah, that there, there was a huge success, and uh, and and they also do uh, food drive shirts, uh, uh, shows at a local church uh, that's near there, um, which usually draw hundred and hundred plus people. It could be because you haven't heard, and that's understandable. But the stories are not in the bars, my friends. I think he's referring to the bar shows that you know. <laughs> Uh, make up a lot of events. And he said, I promise you, I hope this means something. Take care. 
so I, 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 at first, you know, I want to be sensitive artist and go, uh, no, you know, like you're, you're, you know, and, and not take the criticism, but I'm like, no, no, no. I totally see what you're saying. And I said, we did share the event on social media, but the, uh, I'm actually teaming up with Jarek. Uh, we're going to be sponsoring the, uh, yard stock three, which we mentioned last week. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's this thing in Shikshini. Uh, it's way better than anything like Warp Tour or any of those would suggest. Uh, where it's a it's a outdoor festival. It's all young up and coming bands. Um, all of them local. Uh, really well put together show. It's like in the middle of nowhere, but it's really cool because you can camp overnight, and it's for it's for all ages. You know, which a lot of these shows aren't. You can know, you put a tent up, or no, a uh, hammock. Uh, yeah, you could put a hammock okay. up if you could find two I trees. Like have, do not have young people, they have old people. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're talking a whole different audience for yeah. you. Yeah, the old people make fun of us for not having campers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, in my, I think you should give this dude a segment. <laughs> if, he, right? if this dude has his ear to, to the ground with that genre of music... Well, that's that's that was my mentality. Is is you yeah, know, I'm if I'm going to respond, I should make friends and not enemies. And and I and I said I completely get where you're coming from, and I think we should be more at some of those shows. Sometimes it's hard because you know I'm 31 and balding, and I look really weird at some of these shows with you know 17 and 18 year old kids. It makes me feel fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I was, you know, real, real cordial about it. And I said, you're going to see more of that stuff, especially, you know, the yard stock and things like that. And, you know, I get requests from people all the time. So, you know, I kind of do the best, like explain the situation. Like, you know, we're, we're you know, we're not making uh, a lot of money on this. You know, we're trying to get by and, you know, most of it's volunteers. So, you know, if I don't know somebody who's involved in that, then, you know, I'm not going to get pictures out of it or whatever. I'm going to have to go myself and do it. And I can't be like a hundred places at once. And, you know, and he, was like totally understandable and you know uh he's like i I, i'm sorry if i seem disrespectful in any way and you know he's like it just you know this whole conversation about this 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 thing got me heated and that sort of thing he said but you know i'm glad that you you know you care what you're doing and blah 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 and i said you know you can always offer to help out you know that's the best thing in the world is just you know share us with other people and get our stuff out there because a lot of people who do uh submit content to us whether it be you know photographers or writers or whoever um you know found out about us through social media and contacted me like some of them were friends but a lot of people were you know people i've met within the last year because of the website just saying like oh hey i take photos it shows you want to post them? Sure, you know. So uh, it's better to just kind of you know take the the, the criticism and uh, you know sometimes on the chin a little bit. Um, you know another guy and uh, I think you have to send the sweet reply email. That's kind of what I'm just to like, and then you can gauge on the reply of that, right? On whether or not because sometimes it's like emotional send. Yep. And and it's not meant to be that way. Right. Like I I mean I was having a crappy day the other day and I got a message from a photographer and uh, it was a, another direct message and he says um you know that the this particular set of photos that we posted he didn't like them uh because they had these huge um watermarks on the bottom of them. Now I didn't like it either. But you know I said my policy with that stuff has always been it's their photos. Like we're using them and we're putting them on the site, but unless I specifically like, I got them the tickets to the show and I sent them to the show and, and they're doing them. it for me. Right. 
then I don't have any ownership over that. So if they want to put giant watermarks on them, like, you know, I get it. Cause I, I think it's a, you know, a lot of photographers do it because they're, and I, I see it all the time done to my photos and I get and real get pissed cropped. off where, yeah, they get yeah. cropped out or, um, you go, what? <laughs> I got in trouble for doing that. Yeah. See it. It happened. Uh, and I, um, sometimes it just won't fit. Well, you know what? I, I, I didn't know. And uh, like someone took <laughs> pictures from uh, a local website and I just like screenshotted them on my phone and then put them on our Instagram. And someone's like, this is property of, you know, this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 And I was like, ooh, I didn't even think of that. And well, because, you know, it happens. Yeah. 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 I don't think, I don't think, I don't think there's any malicious intent. No, usually anyone who's and, like is, is this dude from like the like the like the the punk rock hardcore kind of scene? Was the it, the photographer of these no, particular no, the, photos. The first dude who sent you the message. Uh, yeah, I would say I would okay. say like punk rock. Yeah, because it's you know it's a really passionate group of people. Sure, you know it's really yeah yeah. yeah. Well, you know the the thing is 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 like a lot of the bands will you know t- like if they're really good photos and in this case you know there was a lot of good shots and stuff you know uh the bands will you know they'll, they'll use them on their social media and stuff like that and they don't think to to credit them they don't think to link to them and stuff like that and right away know. you know you get lots of comments that say like oh this is a great photo you know blah 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 and nobody ever pipes up and says oh yeah you know it's this guy's you know because that's how you know a lot of the people learn nowadays it's organic you know you can't uh you show them the work and then say oh and by the way you know i also you know do this and that and that kind of thing and that's how people learn you know in the same way people discover bands and things like that we're all in this thing together like photographers sure musicians podcasters reporters we all have to like each not even like each other we all have to respect one another and and you know everyone's <coughs> there's no money in art right no. there's no money in music there's no money in media you do it because you love it and that's right. it and you know you could be you could be crappy at it you could not be crappy at it but like like other bands that we play with like we you know always try to our best to make friends and not enemies like like you were in a crowbot shirt the one day we played with them one time they're on the they're awesome they're so awesome yeah they're so good and they're so cool like we yeah. we played like a showcase with them uh, a couple years ago they were the kindest dudes when i we when i met them immediately hit it off and yeah we were we were both like i wish we played the same kind of music so we could like play together all the time and hang out because <laughs> we're all like it was yeah it's, it's just like I don't know them by name, but like that guitar player Chris. dude is like is like you put a Jason mask on him and he's just like a hulking <laughs> lunatic. He's awesome. <laughs> and I bought my sweatshirt off of him yeah. and it was like twenty minutes of like yeah. like the sweetest conversation like, and it was nothing we like met them before they played. I'm like, you guys look awesome. Yeah. Like they the, have that the, down. The, the singer had mm-hmm. like a like a like a frock and like yeah. like a like a long. I think he was doing bell bottoms. He's wearing bell bottoms. Like I'm like I can't wait. I don't care what kind. That of dude can handle a microphone, man. He had yeah. such good tricks. He was like throwing yep. for. If I didn't have to play guitar, I would be in a band. I don't have to play guitar, but we don't, I'm the only guitar player, so I would do microphone <laughs> tricks like that guy. But yeah, it's. Do you see how he puts his guitar on? It's like it's not like strap locks. He's got like he has to like drill and screw in his his awesome. his strap. He's so awesome. Oh they're, my God. they're such a great band. And they're like, and their the tunes are piece. awesome. It's great. It's about oh. Wizards and space and like all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I actually. Legend of the space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what is this? His voice is like so oh, good. Yeah. Take me back to 1970. Yeah. It was awesome. And that's, and you know what? Their music is 
just like ours. It's just true. There's a guitar yeah. player, there's a bass player, there's a drummer, there's a singer. That's yep. It. Yeah. And like our friends, like we're friends with Rogue Chimp. Like all they are is drums and keyboards. Like, yeah. you know, so it's, we're all in this together. They like, played a happy, they played, um, they Rogue Chimp played like a happy hour one night. I think it was for the, uh, the first Friday art auction. And I'm up there and, and they're playing it. And like, it wasn't until 10 minutes in that I realized that they're playing old NES game soundtracks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they did the yeah. whole night. I think it was it's like the, the one from. Uh, and it, it didn't sound like any of that. What was the bit. vampire one? <clears throat> Castlevania. Castlevania. They play that mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were doing like Legend of Zelda, Super Mario. It was like. Boom. Doo, 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 doo. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. That was the thing that. Do you, can we just real quick talk about that show? Because I'd like to get their take. Sure. On. So what's what's the whole story here is that the, so these guys book like a headlining band, right? Oh, do you do you mean the the, DRI the other show? the other side? Yeah. So these guys book like a headlining band. Okay, so it's essentially this this story, uh, DRI is a, a thrash crossover band, and they've got you know a big cult following. Thrash and- like Slayer. Um, it more, it, it's, it's crossover. So it's more like, it's got like hardcore punk and stuff, but elements of thrash, like it's got kind of the soloing from that kind of stuff, okay. like that kind of thing. It's, it's, you know, kind of a mashup of those genres. Okay. And, uh, you know, they, they play, they play a lot of successful shows. Like they just did they They have one in Philly, I think coming up, they just played in Reading the other day. Are like they, they always, they, you know, are they from, uh, California. Okay. And uh, so they were booked. So they're uh, traveling, yeah, to pay for their. Well, you know, the, I'm sh- they're on tour, so I mean they're coming <laughs> right, through so here. But yeah, they're traveling. Sometimes the gig they get paid for pays for them to get to the next gig. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Right. That's, that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, so the 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 band about two weeks before the show. Um, it's been booked for like what? They've a couple been of months. A couple of months, and then they, uh, you know, they promoted it themselves and all that kind of stuff, and the venue promoted it and everything. And then uh, all of a sudden they posted on the Facebook event, uh, you know, it's canceled and it's not our fault. And also all these people, you know, at first were like real angry, like, how could you cancel on us? Like, we've been waiting for the show, blah, blah, blah. And so then they posted the email from the venue saying that the, the email is essentially... Uh, saying, you know, we're we're not doing as well as we thought. We're not making as much money as we thought. Um, I don't know. This this show is going to be a huge risk for us. So unfortunately, we're just going to have to to cancel as opposed to risking it. And so the band obviously was pissed, and so they posted this unknowing to the the, the venue. Well, they were getting crap from fans, right? So right. they wanted to say like, "Hey, it's really not us." Like, here's the proof it's not us. And so then it just turned into this huge comment war. Like, so for the past two weeks, there's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments, and it turned into this big thing to the point where the band responded again and was like, "Hey, guys, like." your scene must be really fucked up if this is all you're doing is arguing with each other. Yeah, find another venue. Right. Like, the thing is, is, like, they were just so blown away by, like, all of the people tearing each other apart because the the first couple comments were, well, because the show was going to continue, and it did, without the the headliner. They just had all these local bands set up. It was like an all-day festival kind of thing. And... So all the other the, the all the people started going well the other bands aren't worth it they're they're assholes they they suck 
And so all the local guys got on there and were like, what the hell? Like, you don't support your local bands. You're never going to have a scene. Like, uh, how could you do this? Oh, I didn't so read that part. It, yeah, it just turned into this huge thing where uh, <laughs> the bands are going at the people and the people are going at the bands. And it was just, it was crazy. You know, it's just, and it's still, like I said, they're still getting comments on this damn thing, like how many weeks later. So I, I thought, you know what? I think it's an interesting enough thing because, you know, we talk about the scene a lot, whether it's on the podcast or on the site or whatever. And, you know, whether, you know, the debate ongoing is, you know, whether it's dead or not, has it hit a, is there, was there a golden age? Is there a such thing like that kind of thing? And amongst all of the, the, just the vile bitterness, there was a lot of really interesting, good comments. There was a lot of like really uh, uh, poignant stuff. Uh, You know, one in particular had said, uh, that there's, there's, oh, it, the golden age is whenever you were growing into that music, you know, like sure. whatever influenced you at that time. Yeah. And then everything's the good old days from exa- whatever perspective, whatever perspective you are. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then when you grow older, like obviously you have to start being an adult, like you get a job, you get kids or whatever, and then you can't support the scene as much as you used to. You can't go out as much, that kind of thing. So then instead of just saying like, Hey, I had to abandon the scene. It's the scene abandoned me. All the music changed and it sucks now and everybody in it sucks and everything. And it, it instead of like looking at yourself and going, oh, you know, maybe I just fell out of it. It, it turns into this big thing against, you know, the, the, the music of nowadays and all the young kids don't know what they're doing and, you know, that kind of thing. And, I you know, if this venue was still around, things would be better and stuff like that. And other people are like, no, that venue was a dump. Like, what are you talking about? CC's. You know, like, <laughs> CeCe's is a great example that it came up so many times I remember, I remember in this thread there. where people were just like, uh, you know, diehard CeCe. Same with, you know, the Metro and things sure. like that. They're, they were great venues when you were, you know, that age or whatever if you were older you're like oh this place is falling apart like you know there's all these kids ceilings at cc's you know the 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 walls are sweating because there's just so many people packed in here and like like, well i'm not gonna buy anything because the globe store is closed right yeah (laughs) yeah it's bizarre but you know it that was it was a legitimate you know this was a debate so you know so we we uh we took some of the better comments and we took dri's comments and then we contacted the venue and to be fair to uh the other side and uh greg schaefer who does uh glory torch productions who books a lot of really great shows at the other side those guys got right back uh within a couple of days and were like you know here's here's exactly the situation. Here's what happened. And, you know, like it sucks. Like it, it was definitely a learning experience for us and for everybody involved, but like, you know, we need to move on and we need to like, you know, the, the, the message we should be taking from this, which, you know, is really what I, the re- whole reason I posted to begin with is just like, we should, we should be banding together. We shouldn't be ripping each other apart like this. Cause you know, everybody I mean, wants to get this. really vitriolic or, uh, you know, it depend on who you were reading. I was yeah. wondering if that was a word. It is. Yeah. yeah vitriolic. Yes. You, you, you were dead you on. Know, with I, I think a lot of it has to do with there's, People have a platform now. Like if they, if, absolutely, I mean, if the show got canceled twenty years ago, you would just be like telling your friends, like, "Boy, that's a bummer." Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and then you go to the next one. Then you go, right. to, yep. yeah. Like you would show up and like, like, like I don't know how many. You didn't sh- live your whole life for Steppenwolf. I mean, you, <laughs> you know did. I mean? Like you, you had other bands to go it see. Who yeah, you are. It's yeah. Like I mean, I might have. Things happen, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. Like. But, I <laughs> I in never in a million years would have the wherewithal to book a festival. You know, I'm barely getting there is like enough for me you know just to, right is, put me on the stage and just give me a guitar but like 
you know, I, like these, like I said, there's no money in it. Right. There's no money in it. And these people are doing it because they love it. And they might not be the greatest at it because they're, they're just, they're the only ones who are doing it. They're the only ones who are stepping up and good for them for stepping up and doing it. And like anybody who says anything, you know, don't complain. It's boring. Right. You Ooh. Know? It is. I like that. It is. I, it's, I think there's like two ways to look at that, but I don't think anybody took into consideration like the other side's point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if, you know, if they book a show that, you know, they maybe can't afford, you know, I, I said to Jimmy, you know, I used an example one day where I'm like, I'd rather, I'd rather you tell me you're going to hit me in the face than kind of blindside me with it. Right. You know what I mean? So like if, if, if they stepped up and said, Hey man, you know, like, you know, maybe we, maybe we jumped into the pool a little too early on what we want to do. You know, I, I, I think that's fine because if if they if they took the hit if they took the gamble you might never see another show there again yeah and you know there's there have and been there, and it's not like there's a, a, a cornucopia of places to play around here well you know there have been venues even around here where it was like that one show or those two or three shows are Put the ones under. that broke them that was it you know like and then they disappeared <laughs> and you never saw them by again the scene right well you know and that's that's the other side of it is uh you know they're they're coming from the perspective of, well, you know, if you guys are such fervent music fans and such big supporters of the scene, well, then where are you every other day of the week? We got shows here every night of the week. Where are you guys? How come you're not coming out to any of this other stuff, you know, and keeping us alive so that we can bring in a big band and and not have to sweat the entire time and hope that people are going to show up? Because, I mean, you know, how many times, I'm sure you guys see it all the time, where, you know, people on social media, you know, they'll uh, say, oh, there's 200 people coming to my show. That that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, it doesn't mean <laughs> shit. What? Wait, what are you saying that nobody comes and sees this play? No, no I'm no, saying no, no, like no. there's an expectation <laughs> yeah. of like uh, you know all these people are gonna are saying they're coming, but you know the the real the fans or the real people who are interested in are gonna show up. I, and other people just like to RSVP to things. I don't know. Right, I I I hate the argument going like, well, ten thousand people RSVP to the event. Why is there only twenty <laughs> here? It's like it's not real. It's they not didn't a buy real a thing. ticket, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Sometimes they, it's a courtesy that you sit, you're saying you're going. That's how I look at it. Sometimes they say it so people think I am. <laughs> and it might get more people to go. But it, I don't think of myself that well. But No, but if they, if people see that there's a lot of people going to something, they might be more inclined to go to it than if they saw nobody. That's true. Or, but you know, they all, see a lot of their friends going. Right. But it's all like this crazy psychology. It's like, right. it's but that's, like, but that's why you can't take it personally. Stuff. The, you don't like, yeah, it's totally new. You didn't know. Like when you were going to a show at CeCe's, you had that little quarter sheet of paper. Sometimes yep. it was yellow. Sometimes it was pink and it was handwritten. <laughs> and like some of it you couldn't read because the copier cut it off. And that was it. <laughs> you, you had a piece of paper that like some dude with big holes in his ears handed you. As you're walking out of another show, and you With a giant X on his hand, a giant X on his yep. hand. Yep. Yeah, uh, everyone's sweaty. Yep, like, like there was like one dude with a tattoo there, and he was like, "Whoa!" And it was usually like <laughs> a misfits tattoo, and like that. you didn't know how many people were going to be at the show. You wanted to go because you wanted to see that band, and that's it's different now. It's like everybody's like it's instant gratification. It's instant gratification. Yeah. Right? It's like I w- I only want to go see the band that I know about instead of investigating yeah. other things. Yeah. And, and maybe because right. we were we were younger then or or 
or maybe well, people have become more selective. That's yeah. What, like well, you iTunes. and I talked. To, you and I talked about this last iTunes night. allows you to become more selective. Yeah. I don't have to buy your whole album. I could just buy my favorite song. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Which I that's thought was surprising. I bought well, your album. Thank you. No, but that's. I'm making a point. I feel sure, like sure. culture is more selective. Yeah. And people are there's, more impatient. There, they want well, it's the same thing as like see. I don't want to go see those five bands. I want right. to see that one right. band. So I only want to pay for that one band. There were several people who actually said, "I'm not sitting through a whole day for them." How much were the tickets? Like. 10 bucks or something Stop like, it. like it was it was you something ridiculous so spend the it was it was pretty cheap whatever it was like 10 15 bucks something memories like that memories are priceless stop being a jerk <laughs> like personally i don't think i could deal with like loud electric guitars for no not for eight hours not for eight hours no bluegrass weeks yeah it's, it's easier on the uh on the brain sure but uh, you know it's just what i'm into but i mean if you're into that kind of music go see that kind of music right or you know, put your own. But, but they get. I think. I think to circle the wagon around. <laughs> um, I think the point is, is like you used to go to the vintage, didn't you? Not really here, there, and everywhere. Like if. if but I mean, if something, of, if something was going on this park, if, if like, you'd go. If, yeah, if the money notes were playing or like the swims are playing, like you know, in in, in those days, like I would go see them because I like them, and they usually have some weird band from out of town playing with them. That I'd be like, boy, I like that. I I like that, and so I like this too. You know. So, you know, that was, but when, when they, when they went, when they finally decided to end that journey and everybody goes, well, what happened to the vintage? I was like, why don't you ask the community? Like what happened to everybody and everybody wants a place to do their stuff, but nobody, they only want to go when they want to (laughs) go. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's me being bitterman. Sure. (laughs) Cause I I can be, it's late enough. (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? All I want to do is make music. Yeah. If people want to come watch it, great. If mm-hmm. not, well, you guys are doing it, man. I don't think, you know. Well, by the way, you guys are the first bluegrass album I have ever bought in my entire life. Well, we made, made a believer out of you. Yeah. My I'm hope is always not home, the last. Man. I'm going to listen to that one second coming song and then I'm moving <laughs> on to you guys. Thank you. That's the ride. That might be my plane trip. Whoa. I'll be listening to you I guys. Guess, yeah. We'll <laughs> join the Mile High Club. <laughs> yeah. Chris. Uh, <laughs> guess what I just did in the lab I listened to a with whole song with my earbuds yeah. in I was alone but it kind of counts yeah <laughs> that was sick I hope, really hope I don't get a message like that <laughs> send me the cat I won't, I yeah, won't yeah. do that yeah. we'll barter <laughs> there's a lot of things I would rather do than get rid of that thing. <laughs> all right are you guys uh, everybody happy I'm happy. Yeah. 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 Eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite line. I'm the look. The look at your face. When you, said, you know, I thought we were gonna get a cult. You know, like eventually. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna keep saying it, just like I did uh, the white whale. What was it? Saturday night, where I just kept repeating it because it was so funny. It was the delivery. It was so convincing. <laughs> it was like a fact that you did not know. Yeah, but I believed special. it after I was told. Mm-hmm. Whoa. That's an inside joke. I'll tell you guys. Yeah, after. That's, that's a, don't. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll end it there. But I mean, all, all I really wanted to get out about the the, the last word in general was just that um, you know, if you want to send us constructive criticism, totally open to it. But I'm a sensitive artist, and I cry myself to sleep every night. So please Stop. be nice. Please be nice. Just know you're you. going to get so much farther. You know, same with the photographer. You know, he he said about the watermark. He said, totally agree with you. Not really my photos, but you know, definitely take it into consideration. 
you want to help out by all means. Yeah. He, he, and he was open to it. So rather than make a friend than an enemy. So I guess that's really the, it all goes back to create more than you destroy, man. Absolutely. And any creative person will tell you that anyone in their family and their immediate circle of friends, strangers, when we play music, they, the, one of the things I hear the most was, you know what you guys should do? Fill <laughs> <laughs> in the blank. And yep. so, you know, take what you need and leave the rest. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Bigger battles to be had. Sure. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much to the uh, Coal Town Rounders for being on the show. Thank you guys for spending the time, man. I know you got lives and other stuff at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Um, And we miss Lauren. We forgot to mention Lauren. So I just want to say that we miss Lauren. Yep. She's She'll uh, she'll be back. She's still in Jersey. So she'll be back next week, maybe. Remember how she was sending those like cryptic, like, like the end times are coming shit. Right. So I sent her a text and she said, uh, she goes, I might buy the farm. And I'm like, are you dying? <laughs> and she, that was literal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good luck with that. No, we miss her, man. She is, she is the voice of reason. So otherwise we go crazy. And Jimmy, Indian style on the floor. It was nice having Jimmy in the room this time. <laughs> it's always nice. I like to be part of it. You it, smell of like a lavender and cream cheese. I don't. I don't. Actually, nice. The lavender is me. Left oh, out. Is it? Yeah. Nice. So you smell just like cream cheese. Left out. <laughs> <laughs> Neufchatel. You remember the next morning that you forgot to put it away the morning prior. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>